Blog Talk Radio. Um, I think that what the biggest thing 
you had you guys had going against him and then argument was that okay, but doesn't mean he is a top ten running back because if he were, then why wouldn't the Steelers want to incorporate him into more into the lineup when Le'Veon Bell was still on the roster and healthy? Um to which of course you know Le'Veon's Le'Veon, but if he were a top ten talent, you know, the Steelers would still try to get top ten talent on the field or good coaching staff. And uh so, I mean, I, I got what he was saying. I don't think it was just that bad. I just think he was just trying to say that from a productivity standpoint. From a productivity standpoint, I mean, he was right. From a productivity standpoint, top ten for sure, but not from actual, you know, when you consider all the other mitigating factors. And, um, I mean, you know, D'Angelo had a decent sample size for it. But, yeah, I mean, that was a little bit of a stretch. Can't play the whole season. No, you can't, you, you, that's the whole that's point. That's why it was a little bit of a stretch. That's why it was a stretch. Yeah, I mean, you can't take a third of the season and say he's a top ten back. That was the whole point. If he had played all season and had that productivity, okay, my mouth is shut. But you can't take a third of the season and say based on a third of the season he has the productivity of a top ten. No, he played a third of the season. No, you can't disrespect all the other guys who played all season that actually did produce for nine or ten games. That was the whole point. You can't, you know, he had a couple of good games. You know, okay, yeah. that's great, but you know, it's, you know, it's just, it was just ridiculous. It was, it was just ridiculous. It was, it was, just ridiculous. It was a little, it was a little over the, it was a little over the top. <laughs> it was a lot. Damn right, it was over the top. Yeah, it was down. It was sounding case starish there for a minute. You know, it really was. I, I thought maybe you like got his number or something. Texted him. Well, I said, hey, can you, you know, can you just do this, please? <laughs> you know. Yikes. But um. While we have Bryce, that's your alter ego right now. What, what was that? I said, that's your alter ego, K-Star. When he's not on the show, when you start going off on a tangent, I'm going to call you Bryce. <laughs> there he is. Oh, man. There he is. There he is. Right, that's a good one. I like that one, Jeff. I like that one. Um, <laughs> K-Star, you know, I saw the NFL, uh, NFL Network power rankings and I don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe I. Uh, I. You know. Sometimes I can't see straight. Steelers at seven. I see the Steelers at seven. I mean. I mean you think that's too high? Yeah, that, that's what I thought I saw today. Steelers at seven. NFL Network power uh, ranking. But do you think? I'm asking you. Do you think that's too high for them? Yeah, I think that's a little too high. And six and four, I wouldn't put him seven. No, no, no I wouldn't put him seven. You know, here's my problem with you, Steelers. If Ben was ready to play that well, why didn't he just start the game? I am curious about that too. Because his foot was hurt. Yeah, I mean, apparently the the, the whole the whole plan. But they had a they had because Ben Roethlisberger is part of the Four Horsemen, and some of you guys realize that. But that's another point. Um, the man wasn't supposed to play because the man is hurt. Like, I don't – again, the Wolverine in the NFL, it doesn't make any sense. We, I listened to the show even last week where, you know, you guys were discussing, you know, what are the two going to do without Ben Roethlisberger? How can they survive? Well, they didn't even have to for, like, more than two series because Ben came in and just, frankly, he dominated. Um, and the Steelers' plan was basically just to have him rest, get his foot in order. Uh, they had a size that had fit him in a different type boot. Uh, specialized one for it, and, you know, the bye week's coming up, and they figured they could beat uh, the Browns with Landry Jones, and they were going to rest him on the bye week, but obviously that kind of got nuked, and Ben did, you know, came in and just, again, dominated, but... 
this is this is the thing though. Like it's it's not it's beyond the fact that Big Ben came in as if he should have started. You do realize he was actually the backup. Like they didn't even activate yeah. Michael Vick. Yeah. So if you're starting, if you're starting, because here's the thing, we, we all know this when it comes when it comes to football, when it comes to talent. When you're starting quarterback, regardless, everybody, no one is 100 percent after the after the first week. So if he's more capable <laughs> than your backup, even with a nick here or there or whatever injury, why isn't he starting? Because the fact that he God, came in and did that just lets us what? know he should have been starting. Gee, right. I mean, it's part, honestly, and I'm, not, I'm really not trying to gloat, but it really is part of the legend of Ben Roethlisberger's pain uh, whole threshold that he has. It's, it's re- I mean, we saw the replay of last week. His foot is not in good shape. He was the, the plan for the Steelers was to rest him because he's hurt, and he played hurt. And just because he dominated while he was hurt doesn't mean he's any less hurt than what he was. They, the only reason why they had dressed him. Hurt, bro. He was the backup. So, you just the only reason why they dressed him was Dick because Ben activated, man. He was I know, and the reason and the reason why was because Ben, I guess, uh, he practiced on a limited basis on Thursday, and he was trying to play apparently all week. Uh, he had told the coaches I, 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 that he wanted to play. Let me let me let me see if I can help you further get the magnitude of that. That simply meant that if anything happened to Landros and it did, Ben was going to play. Means he was playable. So if he's playable, because you have no other quarterback in on your active on your roster other than him, then he should have been starting. If he's playable, if not, then Vic should have been the backup. That's the point I'm making. So it's like, why is he not? I, I, I mean, it, it worked out. It worked out. But like the well, thing is, they're just it. trying to mitigate risk. But but here's the thing. Here's the point. And and what this what this emphasizes to me is while Ben is great, Ben is arguably, you know, I mean, we, we, we'll we talk about Peyton Manning in a second, but, you know, I, I'm not going to disrespect Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's at the end of his career, and we're going to give that man the credit that he, you know, the, the credit that he deserves for having a Hall of Fame career. Um, you know, but outside of the four we usually talk about, um, I don't have a problem with Ben being the first one on that list. I, I really don't. Romo hasn't played in eight weeks, so I, I can't make that argument right now because he hasn't played. Um, you know, we saw we saw the true Andy Dalton last night, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, and oh, I don't do it like that. I told you about this a couple weeks ago. Well, I, but, but I've never believed in Andy Dalton. I've, I've never, you've never heard wow. me come on here and sing the praises of Andy Dalton. Never. You're, you, you are right. You are right. I mean, you, you were actually but taking scores all year anyway. Yeah. I don't yeah, believe so in him. I, I think Cam Newton is having a great season, but I wouldn't put him up there either. I think he's playing well. Team's playing well. Defense is playing well. He's doing a lot with a very little. I give him credit. I give him more credit than I've ever given him. But my point is I would put Ben on the top of the list behind um, – No, not behind. Behind the four. That's where I would put him. But, oh, man. But you, you hurt that. You hurt that. Because, listen, I'm being fair here. When, when, when Jay Cutler a few years ago was in, in the uh, NFC playoff game and he had hurt yeah. his leg and he was sitting on the sideline, and I gave Train all kinds of answers, why wasn't he playing? Why wasn't he playing? And at that moment, Train defended him. Later on, Train woke up and realized 
well, maybe, 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 maybe there is an issue there with Cutler. But at that moment, he defended him. So I'm being fair. If Ben, two-time Super Bowl champion, you guys are chasing the Bengals, there's no gimmies. This is a division game. It's not, well, he can handle the, we can handle the, 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 the Browns without, without. Are you kidding me? That's a thing you never know what's going to happen. And he didn't start. He, he, he was, he was the backup. He was the backup. Just think about that for a minute. You're a two-time Super Bowl champion. I would say heading to the Hall of Fame, I'll say it, heading to the Hall of oh, Fame yeah. based on his level of play, heading to the Hall of Fame, okay? Um, and he, he, he was, the, he was dressed, and he was holding the clipboard. We're going to put you just in case, Ben. I, ca- I can't even imagine that ever being Tony Romo. I can't imagine Tom Brady ever not starting if he can play. Look at Peyton Manning. Now, now granted, in, Where in we fairness, here, I'm probably, probably oh. wasn't a good idea, but he went out there to play. I don't understand why you didn't get it. That's the question. I don't know why I'm still. I I mean, I'm quiet and I did it, so I don't. I don't don't, don't understand the the overall point. The reason why they because all right. So here's the thing: when that injury came out, it was projected he'd be out at least a couple games, right? Adam Schefter originally uh, reported that, and that was the report. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, midweek in practice, Ben was feeling terrific. And, you know, Ben oftentimes in his career has come back from injury too soon. We saw it against Cincinnati a few weeks ago and hasn't played well and, you know, clearly was hurt. And it was a situation where Ben forced a, a scenario in which he would at least get limited practice soon. He handled it. But the team said, okay, well, it doesn't make any sense why you're progressing this well. But because you are technically able to play, we're going to have you as a backup because we don't think you should play because it's not for your long-term uh, longevity sake good for you to play because you're putting yourself at more risk because injury is a two- to four-week injury. Here you are coming back you know, in less than a week. The Michael Vick thing? The Michael Vick thing? Let me get to the Michael Vick thing. Let me get to the Michael Vick thing. So, so why isn't Michael Vick the backup? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's, it's, it's black or white. There's no gray matter in this. It's black or white. If if they felt like he wasn't capable of playing, make him inactive. Even if he's progressing ahead of schedule, make him inactive. If you're not going to make him inactive, get him on the field. That's your that's your cornerstone right there. And if you're worried about him hurting himself or re-aggravating the injury, don't even have him suit up. Have somebody else go out there. Let him be the, the inactive. Get a, get yourself a backup off the street so that person can fill in. But they didn't do and, that. And- Here's the thing. If if Vic, who has won games in this league, been to an NFC championship game, even though he's on the downside as well, were the starter, I would I would have to be there with you. Landry Jones? He was Landry about Jones. To Landry Jones? Landry Jones. Yeah. Who's done nothing in this league. Nothing. <laughs> I don't about potential. God, that don't mean nothing. He's done nothing in this league. And your superstar, your self-proclaimed, your guy that you say is maybe number two in the league behind Tom Brady. You said that out of your mouth. Behind Tom Brady, he's the best quarterback in the league. That's what you said. And he was the backup. 
to Landry Jones coming into this game against the Browns. Is this like a, I'm sorry. I just don't. It's, it's not. I don't ben Roethlisberger is a rare, rare, rare athlete. He's not supposed to heal this quickly. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense. It defies logic. It defies medical. That's besides the point. That's besides the point. He can't use it as a knock on, on on Ben or the Steelers. The fact of the matter is, they're like, all right. You, it's not a knock on I'm Ben. Sure, maybe they could. It's not win. a knock on Ben. Okay, okay, okay. So you are telling me? You basically telling you basically telling us that if Big Ben is able to play. But he needs he needs time to heal. As a fan of the Steelers, you still rather see the rather 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 see the backup instead of Big Ben. Oh, I never said that. Yeah, I never said that. I just understand. Play. I just understand. No, no, no. Hold he on. I wanted Ben to play. I wanted Ben. I wanted Ben to play as soon as I found out he was at practice on on Thursday. You know, it was a limited basis. But at the same time, I was like, well, I, I was realistic myself. I was like, all right, we probably not can play because you know that that injury was pretty bad. They at least probably want to rush them. Like I. I conceptualized it. But I wanted him to play the whole time. Don't get me wrong. And it was kind of, I mean, it sounds a little weird, but it was kind of cool when Jones got hurt because I knew Ben was coming in. And I was like, oh, shit, this is really happening. Like, that's just, just escalated a little bit. So, no, it's not that I didn't want him to play, but uh, the strategy was a little weird. But the reason why it was a little weird is because Ben just put it in a, such a weird position for the Steelers that, you know, it just didn't make sense as why he progressed as quickly as he did. It's weird because you make your you're healthy enough to play starting quarterback, the backup when he should just really just have started. That's really that's that's why weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was a little weird. It was a little weird, but hey, it should work. It should work. It worked out. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It was odd. Like I thought it was weird that they were making him a backup. When I heard that, I was like, all right, well, okay, why? But whatever, cool, I guess. Okay, so answer this question for me. If Big Ben comes in and throws five picks and has a Peyton Manning-like performance, are we still having the same conversation? No, I mean, like, why is he even active? So that, that's my point. That's my entire point, and I think that's what everybody else is saying. If you're well enough to suit up, you should be starting. If you're not well enough to start, you shouldn't even be suiting. You should have the clipboard, the, the headset, and being in city. So it's not because it's, we're not talking about the performance of it. We're not even going that far. It's just the fact that you're telling us, and, and when I say you, I'm talking about Steelers organization, you're saying that he's healthy enough, but you're not going to start him. It doesn't make any sense. That's what really he's saying. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense to have to sit there. So he should have been starting. Not right. sitting on the bench, suiting up. Now, because he came out and had a great game, yeah, everything worked out fine. Of course, if, if you're a fan of the Steelers, yeah, everything worked out fine. But we're not talking about the result. We're talking about what it should have been from the get-go. Uh, I will say a couple weeks ago they actually did do the same thing against Kansas City uh, when they tried Landry, Landry Jones out there. They had Ben as the backup. Didn't make sense then to me either. But um, So this is the second time they've done that this season. Yeah, and, 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 and neither makes sense. And you know, and again, the the counter to that is Denver and and a guy who is a four horseman, even though he had a bad game. Um, he's not a four horseman. Uh, no, he's a four. No, he's a four. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, yeah, when when Ben can throw for seventy two thousand yards, you come talk to me. Um, no, he's a four horseman. Uh, um, and you know, clearly he's injured. You know, as we've now discovered, he's out Sunday. Um, but you see the differences. This is my point. Here's a guy 
I mean, and that that injury he got, you no, know, I, I I'm curious when he's going to be back because that ain't no that ain't no quick healing. That's a, that's serious. That's a serious. Yeah, it hurts. That hurts. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I, I'm skeptical if we're going to see him back. We might. You know, but at 39, I bet we I don't. don't if 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 Oswald plays well, I don't think we will. Well, but but my point is, he still went out there and played, you know, and he said later on, maybe it wasn't a smart idea, but you know what, he still went out there and did it, and Ben was the backup. There's the, there's the difference right there. I don't know who's the what, What's the difference? Was, but I can't imagine. I can't wait, imagine. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just saying. I, you think I Ben was trying to play? It was. You I wait, 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 hold on, wait. Don't let me question this. Can I finish? Can I yeah, finish? Please do. I'm can freaking I, I out over here. You freaking yes. out, but let me finish first. I don't know <laughs> whose decision it was. But I can't imagine if you're Hall of Fame bound, two time Super Bowl winning, MVP candidate quarterback says, I'm playing, but he ain't gonna play. I can't imagine that Tomlin's gonna say to him, no, I think we're gonna make you the backup. Let's go, guys. That's, 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 that's what happened. That is really what happened. The only reason, listen, I'm telling you what I've read, what I've heard. He did, and that's why they, they he basically Ben forced a situation in which he said, okay, well at least at least dress me as a backup then because I feel like I'm good enough to play. And basically, it was a huge thing with him and the the training staff, I get or the medical staff saying, no, you shouldn't play, and him saying, well, I'm, I feel well enough to play. And you know, Ben wanted to play, and that was that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this is Ben Roethlisberger we're talking about. This guy always wants to come back in the game. He's one of the toughest players in the league, and you know he showed it again on Sunday by coming in and still doing what he did despite being hurt. Like he did not look healthy at all. He was had to be in shotgun every snap because he couldn't really move around too well. So what if he had to be in shotgun? The fact is, he could still my, play. My, my, you know, my point is though that he was watching him. He was still laboring around. He was still you could tell. Uh, hurt, so it just speaks to him. I had to make an excuse for him. He was incredible. <laughs> so I have to make. There's no excuse to be made. I'm simply saying that watching him, he was still hobbling around and everything. Well, yeah, all right. He's better yeah. than half the quarterbacks in the league on Sunday, just because, just so you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he was uh, one of the top performers on Sunday. Despite being the backup, that's just a legend of Ben. Well, I don't think it's anything against him. That's just the way it went. I don't think anybody's knocking it. I just think it, it doesn't make any sense to anybody. That's that's the point. I mean, you go back to it, 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 and it didn't make any sense to medical staff. He's basically and the same age and still went out there and played. Now, John yeah, Foxman probably should have kept him out because he knows he needs to rest. He's banged up, but. Peyton wants to play, he goes out there and plays. Big Ben, he's dressed. How come he's not starting? I mean, that's that's the question that I don't think any of us because, can really answer. Guys, this, I'll say it again. He was supposed to be out for more than, like, a week or two tops. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, at least a week. Yeah. At least a week. He forced yeah. – like, he had a speedy recovery. The medical staff did not understand how he progressed so quickly. It just didn't make any sense to anyone. So they're like, but okay, that, well – okay, That goes oh. back to my original point. If if you're afraid he's going to get hurt and it doesn't make sense how he was able to heal up miraculously fast, but you don't want to risk him, make him inactive. Right. 
and I, and, I, and 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 that's really what we're saying is like somewhere in here something doesn't add up. And, and I don't yep. know if it's Ben, I don't know if it's the training staff, I don't know if it's the head coach, I don't know if it's everybody, but it just doesn't make sense that a guy can go out there and you back up, you back up your starter, and then he goes out, has to go out there and then plays that well. He should have just been starting them. And if if it was Ben campaigning and they didn't listen, well, don't they know their don't they know their own quarterback by now? I mean, he just get there this year. He's been there ten years. Yeah. Don't they know him by now? Yeah, they also. And, and they know that oftentimes he punts back too soon. We were just about that a couple weeks ago against Cincinnati. See, well, now here's the part, case that I don't get from, from you. Any one of us three, I mean, me, T, JV, if our, quarter, if our starting quarterback is able to play, we want to see our starting quarterback, and we're not about to defend no coaching staff for not putting them on the field. You're right. actually defending them for not starting then which I don't get, the dude killed it. Why would you defend him? Be like, so So what What would have happened? Now, this is a huge what if. Landry Jones played the whole entire game, and y'all lose, and then you find out later, well, damn, Big Ben was able to play? And we ain't playing? Really? That's why I don't get, that's why I don't understand your argument. I don't team, agree. You know, okay, let me let me make it let me make it clear. Regardless of what that coaching staff uh, said, I I get it and I agree. I don't again. I don't agree with how it played out, but I can't. All I'm saying is I understand why because it didn't make any sense as to why Ben was able to recover quickly as quickly as he did anyway to the training staff. And from everything I've read, it seemed to be that the medical uh, staff was was the ones who were to try to stop him from even playing at all. So. Ben basically forced the issue. I again, I agree. Listen, I want him to play. I always want Ben to play because I feel like if Ben's ready, if Ben says he's ready, Ben's ready. He'll just go out there and do his thing. Um, but I just, I, I, I'm simply saying I understand it to a degree. I, my last word on this will be this, um, and this is why I went into the power rankings because you know, uh, not ours yet, but you know, NFL.com has the Steelers at seven. Um, they have. The um, I'm watching it now. Denver, Denver at eight, um, which I think is just crazy. The Falcons at nine, and then the Giants. Yeah. Yep. At ten. So. Um, yeah. yeah. NFL Network. You know, my my point is this: coach's job. You know, they have 53 man roster. 46 are active on Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, his job is to put the best players on the field to get the, to get to win the game. Period. That's his job. And whoever made that call needs a head examine. You have a franchise quarterback that can go out and play, he should have been playing. And to find out because of an injury that he really could have, yeah, okay, he's hurt. I get it. He had an injury that people thought he was going to be out for a couple of weeks, and then during the week, that happens all the time. You think it's going to be three weeks, it turns out he can play. You think it's, it, it's not a big deal, you find out during the week, oh, he's out. We never know. That's football. You know, but that's their job is to put the best team on the field. And Landry Jones ain't your best chance to win. I don't give a shit who you playing. Don't just say the Browns, the Browns come in and pull out a victory. You know, that's a division game. You never know. And the fact that we all as fans find out after Landry Jones hurts his foot, oh, guess what? Ben really can is well enough to play and at a high level, not just like functional, like just manage the game. He was playing well. He played very well. 
And that to me is, I'm, hey, I agree. With, I agree with Train. Man, I, and man, if that were the Cowboys, I would be ripping Jerry Jones, freaking Jason. Well, I don't Jordan. know who to rip. I don't know who to rip. That's the thing. It's like I don't really know where the source was. I just know that Ben wanted to play and expressed desire to play. And I have a hunch of the training staff, but I don't know why Tomlin wouldn't let him play. I really don't. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's move on to another team. Let's talk about let's talk about Dr. Train's bear because Man, what? You know, I mean, you know, I you know, I, I just I, I mean, you know, you got the Steelers starting to surge, you know, you got the Steelers sitting there saying, We're not giving this division up just yet. You know, there's still three games out in the lost column, but you know, it, it, it ain't over. It ain't over. You know what's sad? You know what's sad is that this is this is what's sad. The Steelers are two and a half games out of first place at six and four. The Cowboys are two and a half games out of first place at two and seven. That's sad. Okay. Anyway, um, but let's shift over to the Bears. Bears starting to look like something. Packers are sinking. Bears are surging. Got the train. It, 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 talk to me, because we had we had it we had it buried, man. We all, you know, you were singing. You 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 and the fat lady. You know what, it's all over. <laughs> it's done. You know, the Packers were looking uncatchable, unbeatable, and three four weeks later, all of a sudden, the Vikings are the top team in the division. Packers don't look nothing like themselves, and we're not hearing our. E L A X. Relax. We're not hearing that from from uh, Aaron Rodgers this year just yet. We we ain't heard any of that just yet. Everything's gonna be all right. He he don't have that confidence swagger. And Jay Cutler, I don't know. Maybe he listened to the Madden voice. I don't know. But I don't know I told you, man. Talk to us. What I mean, what do you, what do you feel going down the stretch, Packers? Starting to think Vikings are surging, but you guys are three games away from the Vikings. Yeah, can you catch? Yeah, can you catch them? Um, well, there's a chance. So, you know, it's a it's a small yes. Um, because the Vikings are finding a way to win. I I can't say they're getting they got this magic formula, but when I watch them play and I actually see how they finish games, they just win the game. They don't look they don't look great at it. They just win the game. So it's just like, damn, they won. I mean, and we lost to them, so that 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 hurt us more than anything because it definitely it, it would have we only probably only been two games back instead of instead of three. But, there you um, go, Minnesota. I miss I miss who you who you said. Say say again. I said, were you referencing the Vikings? I couldn't hear which team you said. No, I, I was saying that, that the Vikings find a way to they just find a way to win. So oh, okay. it makes yeah, okay. it hard for Chicago to catch them because they're not it's not like the Vikings aren't dominating their games. They're just finding a way to pull them out at the end, and that's what teams that's what teams do. You you, you win. All that matters is the scoreboard at the end. But as far as Chicago is concerned, I noticed at the beginning of the season, Jay Cutler was a different guy. I don't know why he really did not give a shit last year. This year, hey, totally different story. I don't know what. They feeding him cookies or something before the game. I don't know what it is. Maybe he got his own bag of Skittles. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> the dude is playing. <laughs> he's, 
he's playing well. You know what I'm saying? Way better than what he used to. He looks like the Jay that we had that we traded for early on, except for without all the mistakes. You know, they say he makes he makes less mistakes, but he's playing. Could it again, John Fox? John Fox. Could John I, Fox I, I, be? Yeah. Be the be the be the difference. I, I think it's a combination of Fox, Adam Gase, the, the you know that whole offensive staff that they have there. I, I I think it does. I also believe that dude also understands that if you don't play this year, your value means nothing. You could be you could be close to you know out of football because the Bears couldn't even trade them. They tried. Ding, ding, ding. And they couldn't even trade him. So I think he understands his own value, whether the Bears keep him or not. You got to play because nobody wanted you. (laughs) Nobody wanted you. Nobody was willing. People were willing to take a chance on a rookie quarterback. That was the word you got drafted first, second, third round, first, all of them. They were willing to take a chance on pulling a rookie then take a chance on a guy that's supposed to have all this talent, but we don't see it. So now, you know, we start seeing. I think that in time with you know the coaching staff, maybe maybe the playbook, maybe he does like this playbook better than Tristan is. And as far as Tristan is concerned, you see what's happening down there, and and with the Ravens, not saying it's all on offense. I'm just saying that's what Tristan is. But um, no, the defense is getting better. I thought our secondary played garbage the first half of the year, but then I realized. They were waiting for a certain dudes to get back. Porter is just—he's a, he's a different dude, you know. Other than what we had in there before, the other young dude, Callahan, he's playing better. It's it, it, the team as a cohesive unit is is playing better. So really, it's just a matter of whether, whether they can pull out these close games. Because from this point on, it's going to be tough. You got Denver, you got Green Bay, and then the schedule kind of gets easier as far as talent of the other teams versus talent on our team. But it's still. You never know. So there's a chance. That's all I'm saying, man. There's a chance. Can we can we agree on this? It, this will be Matt Forte's last year in the Chicago Bears. This will definitely be Matt Forte's <laughs> last year as the Chicago Bears. Yeah. It hurts my heart, man. But Matt Forte, it just makes sense. Jeremy Langford <clears throat> can do everything Matt, For- Matt Forte can do, and he's younger. If you if even if you wanted Matt Forte to stay, it's gonna cost you. Yeah, it's it younger and it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. It younger, younger and cheaper. So, yeah. I mean, uh, Matt Forte would still be one of my best players in the league, regardless of, w- of where he goes. You know what I'm saying? There's only yeah. there's only a few Bears that I've actually really truly like, really love as players. Mike Brown was one. I don't know if y'all remember the safety. Oh, hell yeah, number 30. Thank you, Mike Brown. Yeah, yep. I mean, Mike Brown, yeah, first four years, phenomenal. He signed his contract, and all of a sudden, it was injury after injury. But he never stopped playing hard. He just would get injuries, injured playing hard. Yeah. And then yeah. Matt Forte next, you know what I'm saying? I just love the dude's character, you know what I'm saying, on and off the field. But he prepares for the game, stay healthy most wow. of the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, yes. and and all I can all I can say as a football fan is uh, Matt Forte is class act. 
And uh, as a Cowboy fan, uh, maybe we can afford them next year because certainly, um, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, we, you know. Um, now, I, you know, but, let me just add one last tidbit. So I told Little Big Brother Jay last week, man, you're talking about catching ground. Now, you probably did catch ground because uh, <laughs> I ain't even get half my picks right. But you ain't catch ground via Chicago. I just want to let you know that. You caught ground yeah, somewhere it, else. It's not. He doesn't call it ground on me. Let me real quick. I, I'm a failure. I forgot to sit in the goddamn fix again, and I was so sick. I was so sick at 103 when I realized I didn't do my goddamn picks. I'm about to take a blank. Oh my god, wow. I'm so sick. I was livid. Yeah, you I know. Could it's a failure. Four or five of them. Uh, you can still you can still do some of them after it's like the one o'clock. You can do the late game. Start. Late game you can submit the late one. Oh my god. Hey, 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 I'm gonna quote my little brother. This was one of my brother's old sayings he used to say. You a new fool. <laughs> <laughs> You a new fool. Well, on the note, pick them. I, 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 um, uh, we will. I will have to trust you guys. Um, we can talk about the game, and we can make you know kind of hypothetical pick them. I will not be able to access the pick them site tonight because I have no internet in my home. Um, and I spent half the day trying to get it resolved. It won't be resolved until tomorrow. So I'm doing this off of my cell phone and my tablet, and I'm Jerry Riggin hosting the show tonight. Get Comcast. You. What's, what's that? You have Comcast? I have, uh, well, it's Frontier now. It was AT&T U-verse, and now it's Frontier. And anybody out there in, uh, in uh, cable TV land, I do not recommend them. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Frontier, um, sound like an internet from the Western days. Yeah, yeah, it sound like well, AT and T sold their Connecticut operations to this company, and um, wow. you, know, you, you can you can Google it and all the blasphemy. But I have no internet, so I can't get to that site. So we'll still talk about and preview the game, but you guys will have to go on and make your picks. You know, at some point, because um, I'm not going to go through all the games. I'm mean, we'll go through some of the games. You know, you know, like the, the kind of the key games. But anyway, um, um, where were we? Oh, okay. There's Mike Brown. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I one game I really was very intrigued by. Well, there was a lot of games I was intrigued by, but let me let me ask JB this question. What do you think it means to Tom Brady to be able to have pulled that game off? It's really a two question. One is about the mind of Tom Brady, and let me just let me just as an aside, what's what's the beauty about football is anyone watching that game when Brady went on the field, I don't think anybody anywhere didn't think that Brady wasn't going to put them in position to win. Now he can't kick the ball, oh, yeah, but I don't think any and that and that's that just having that. And listen, we're going to get to my Cowboys shortly. But having that, just I want everyone to just appreciate being able to still watch Tom Brady at the top of his game when you see what Peyton Manning is doing as he declines. Appreciate watching some of the great quarterbacks 
as they're at the top of their game because, you know, you're not going to see another Tom Brady again. You're, just, you're not going to. It's just not. I've never seen that. I've seen great quarterbacks. I've watched, you know, quarterbacks from freaking from the 70s, you know, Starback and Bradshaw and Plunkett and, and a lot of these guys. I remember watching Archie Manning play for the Aints. I remember, you know. Um, but what we're seeing with Tom Brady, just knowing, just think about it for a minute. No one, if you're a football fan and Tom Brady went out there with a minute and some left and no timeouts, or maybe he had one or none. I don't remember. I think they had none. No timeouts. No one. You, you just knew. You just, it's just a matter of, let's see how he does it. It wasn't will he. It was how's it going to get done. He's going to get them in range. But how's it going to happen? And that right there, I mean, if that's equivalent to you basketball fans watching Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that. It, I was it, thinking it, it that. really is. Bulls are down by six. And if you guys remember, if you ever watched Jordan, you ever watched the Bulls, Jordan, they always took Jordan out about maybe a minute or so, about a minute left in the third quarter, they pulled Jordan out, put him on the bench. And at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Jordan was rarely in the game. He was getting his little breather. And it depends on if there was a deficit. They always judged it. Phil always judged it by the score. If they're up a lot, eh, he'd go back in halfway through. If it's close game, he may pull him in a little bit sooner. It all depends. But you just knew. You just knew. Michael came in, they're down by six, they're down by eight, or it's a, Michael going to take over that game. It wasn't if, it was you knew it, and you just wait, watched it. And that's what I saw with the Patriots. But anyway, I'm sorry, I had to get that out because it was just, as a football fan, because I don't like the Patriots, I don't like, I don't like either one of these teams, but as a football fan, I was just in heaven. I was like, oh, man, I just yes. sat up on the internet. But my question, Jay, I got two questions for you. First question is, the psyche of Tom Brady having beaten – Eli, after losing those two Super Bowls and the game, you know, going the way it did where at some point it looked like the Patriots were going to lose again. Um, and, and what do you think this does for Tom Brady's psyche? And the second question is, um, what's wrong with Tom Coughlin and clock management? Because we've seen this before. We've seen this before. What's going on there? Jay, talk to us. Well, the first one, honestly, I don't think there's a, a huge difference or, or, or of how Brady feels because he's been there before. This happened back in 2007 when they made that historic run. It looks like the Giants are going to be able to pull it off. They they come back, Patriots win that game. So they know they already know it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be wide or wide. That's just how they've been playing lately. So to be able to pull it out, obviously he's happy about it. But I don't think he's, he's exalted the way he was the first time around. I don't think he's uh, feeling himself or whatnot. I think he's he's relieved, obviously, because it all pointed to them losing. I mean, anybody watched it, not even a full game, just the second half of it, you would think that Patriots are going down. And and I feel the same way all of you guys feel. Jordan, I think about it a little bit differently. I think about my, my favorite 80s TV show, Knight Rider. You always knew that Kit and Michael Knight, they were going to come through at the end. No matter what happened in the first 45 minutes, you know the last 15, they're going to make it right. So that's what I thought when I saw that whole thing transpire. You just nice. He's gonna make it right. It's just no doubt about it. It's just it's the how. It's not is he is is it gonna happen? It's how's it gonna happen? That's it. Um. So long story short, with the first one, I don't think it changes anything. I think Brady is an extension of Belichick. They got the win. Now they're focused on the next game. Who's the next opponent? That's what they're focused on. As for. Whew, Coach Coughlin and his time management, uh, 
I'm befuddled. I, I, I'm just befuddled. I mean, you you coached the Jaguars. You brought them to the the, the AFC Championship when they were a bunch of little kids in diapers, and then you 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 coached the Giants. You, you bring them from the the depths of hell and then make them ride like the Phoenix to get two Super Bowls. And we're in 2015. You still can't properly call a, 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 the end of a game to, to to seal a win. Now, granted, the catch by by Odell Beckham questionable. The uh, interception that wasn't an interception, unfortunate. A lot of things happened the way what, that. What, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what, catch, what catch are you saying? The touchdown? Yeah. There ain't no touchdown. If they call it. Yeah, that was, that, was not, that was not a touchdown at all. I did not, I'm, not, I'm not disputing it. I'm not disputing it. I'm just saying it was a bang, bang call. I didn't think it was a touchdown either, but I'm just saying it's the event of that particular play. It, the fact that a millisecond, if he held that ball a millisecond more, touchdown. The fact that they had to they, they pick the ball off in the middle, if he didn't land so awkwardly, he could have held on to that. Deal the yep, deal. Yep. So, but, but, that's but, granted, but my point with the, is the end, of the, the end of the game, they're passing the ball and not running the ball. And yeah, I don't I'm, get it. I'm getting, I know, I know. I'm getting to that. I'm, I'm putting those two pieces out there because – these are things that happen throughout a game. Can't really plan for it, can't gauge it. They happen. But things that you do have within your control is what I was going to say, and you just alluded to it, game planning. If, you, if you're overly conservative, you're not going to win. If you're taking too many risks, you're not going to win. You have to find the right balance, and that's the job of a head coach, to be able to find the right balance. And he, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to do that. Now, it could be the offensive coordinator and head coach, could be just offensive coordinator, could be just head coach. But between the two of them, you have to properly manage a game when you're in the lead. And I remember, I don't know if it was uh, the announcers or if I heard it from other shows, but everybody talks about what do you do when you're behind. Nobody talks about what do you do when you're ahead. And it seems like, for whatever reason, when he's ahead, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to call the, the, the game. He doesn't know how to sync up with the coordinator and sync up with his, with his quarterback on how to call a game when you're ahead. It's always about when you're behind. So that's a problem there, too. That's what I'm getting at. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, and I think, you know, we're going to get to the NFC East momentarily, but I think if the Giants don't hold on and win the division, you know, I think Coughlin is in trouble because, you know, the, there are four games this season that the Giants have gone into the last two minutes of the of the game, including the game against the Cowboys at the beginning of the year, um, with the lead and lost, you know. And, you know, as it, it competitive of a game, you, you know, you know you, and, and don't get me wrong, not a Giant fan at all, but when you played undefeated Super Bowl champions and some would say kind of one of your nemesis, you know, and you battle them like that, you don't need to coach against you making bad decisions. You know, you need to coach making the right decisions. Because if the coach makes the right decisions, I, I don't think there's going to be enough time for Brady to do what he did. If they ran that ball and then kicked that field goal, and the game, by, by the way, it happens to be they're doing the NFL replay on NFL Network as we speak, and they're down to six minutes. So I'm actually going to be able to see it as, in a few minutes, as you know, probably don't talk about. But anyway, the point is, is you know, this team is five and five right now, and there's four games 
of the five that they lost that they blew a lead in under two minutes in the fourth quarter. That's not championship football. And you've got a Super Bowl-winning quarterback and a Super Bowl-winning head coach. They got to be better than that. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm going to go back to my earlier statement. You guys have got to agree that the one thing that I have said consistently over the years that we've been doing the man voice is head coach and quarterback. And if there was ever a season that has shown that to be true, it's this season. Because when you look at the Bears now and you see Fox in there and Cutler reborn, and you look at the Steelers and you see what they're doing with Big Ben and, you know, Obviously, the teams that are doing well, and even the Panthers, right? Let's talk about the Panthers for a minute. Undefeated still, and we could all agree that for once, K-Star has reason to bloviate and brag about Cam Newton because it really is the Cam Newton show. It really is the Cam Newton show. He has put that team on his shoulders um, in what I would call probably the most improbable 9-0 I've ever seen, ever seen in football, ever. Every team that's been 9-0 that I've seen, I could say, yep, okay, they're good enough. This team at 9-0 shocks me that they're playing at that level and can win the games that they're winning at 9-0. But let me ask Dr. Train this, because I already know what K-Star is going to say. So I'm not going to ask K-Star on this one. I'm going to go to Dr. Train. Can the Panthers keep it up? Because, you know, People are saying that the NFC right now is going to go through Charlotte. And, you know, can they keep it up? Can the Panthers continue this, these winning ways? Hmm. I was trying to take a quick look at their schedule. But I'll just, I'll, I, can answer this, I can answer this partially without looking at their schedule because there's always a chance of you losing the game or winning the game. You know, you just you never really know. But – they're playing as a complete team every single side of the ball. And I don't care who's on that schedule, that makes them really, really tough to beat. And they've been in the games where they've been close. They've been in the games where they've been down, and they've been able to pull a game out. So all that is added experience every time they win. So they've blown teams out. They've been down. They've been uh, back and forth with the team but yet they figure out how to win games. And like I said before, they're a complete team. complete team. Can they keep it going? Yes. Absolutely they okay. can. Okay. Okay, so I have a different question for you. The, the The Bengals, Andy Dalton, they had problems with, you know, um, was it the Bengals? No, it wasn't the Bengals. I'm sorry, I'm confusing. I'm confusing two 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 interviews. I'm thinking about JJ Watt's interview and how the Andy Dalton had a problem with that. That, that forget that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, um, the Titans. The Titans. They play. The Panthers just beat the Titans. Yeah, they played play Titans. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Had a problem with Cam Newton's end zone dance. Thought that it was a bit much. Thought that it was over the top. <laughs> He's, his response, I've heard this in the Madden world, which is why I'm asking K-Star, you don't want me, you don't want me to do this, then don't let me score. What are your thoughts? Awesome. I think that's awesome. Um, 
Now, let's be clear. Normally, he does his little Superman dance. This time, he did something much more animated, much more aggressive. He did, and I don't even know what it was. Um, But, you know, people have have problems with with his Superman pose, though, too, right? It's... People don't like Cam Newton. They don't. They think he's arrogant. They think he's a cocky guy. You know, that back to his Auburn days, they don't like Cam Newton. And it's not just when I say they don't shoot the media or, or fans. I mean players, too. Players that play up against Cam Newton, they just, he gets under his skin. But here's the thing. So did T.O., so did many great players. And the response has always been, if you don't like the dance, don't let them prance in the end zone. So, that's exactly how you stop that from happening, and that's how you don't have to worry about any problems. And, I mean, again, I don't really know what the dance was, but whatever. Like, who cares? It was all good when other players were dancing on Sunday, you know, but because Cam dances now, it's an issue. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. K-Star, you, you were dancing? Is that what I heard you just say? Oh, yeah. You were dancing? Yeah, that's right. You, you, you were dancing. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. JB, JB, I know you followed Cam since his Auburn days. Auburn was uh our father's team. And um what do you what are your thoughts on the excessive end zone dance? Using the word that the, the Titans use. Do you, do you think it was over the top too much? You think no big deal? That's no big deal. Uh, it really is it boils down to if you don't want me doing that, keep me out of the end zone. If you can't do that, I'm gonna do my thing. Period. Point blank. There's nothing else to it. We've got everybody else and their grandmama doing all kinds of dances and whatnot. It wasn't too long ago football being used as a prop, Joe Horn going and getting a cell phone and all that. I'm, I don't want to hear it. Keep my end zone if you don't want them to dance. Okay. Here's my thought on it. I don't disagree with you guys. But my concern is this. Cam Newton was a different player before his accident. Came back from his accident, and I told y'all last year I saw something different. Like he was grateful and thankful to be playing football. And he turned into somebody a little more appreciative of the opportunity and a little more humble. I didn't see that in that move there, and I didn't see that in his interview either. I'm fearful that he's going to revert back to his old ways. And as a football fan, I don't want to see that. As a, as a Cowboy fan, I could give a crap. But as a football fan, I want to see Cam play at a high level as a football fan. And that's what he's done this year. But the, da- the dance itself, the team should shut their mouths because I agree. The team, hey, you don't want them to dance, then, then, then don't let them in the end zone. I agree with that. But my concern is what's going on in Cam's mind now. Is he reading his own press? Is he looking at the 9-0? and Is it going to his head? Is he forgetting that a little over a year ago he was almost killed in a car accident? And is he losing? Is this a sign of him losing what I thought he gained a year ago, that little bit more humble, little bit more, okay, it ain't all about me. And I, I'm just concerned that by doing – because there was nothing wrong with the Superman dance. I liked it, actually, as a, as a, as a huge Superman fan. I liked the Superman thing that he did. It was short. It sent a message. I'm Superman. You can't stop me. I'm digging that. But this oh, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the rerun from you know what's happening, pop and lock, whatever the heck he was doing, extended version remix. So, so T, 
did you did you catch all of his press conference? I caught the part where they asked him about the dance, and he said, um, he said that he did it in response to some ribbon from the other players, and he said, and frankly, if they don't want me to do that, then don't let me score. He actually, there was another part of the press conference where the reason why he did it is from his little brother. It was actually a request. So oh, I didn't catch that part. It, I thought, yeah. So it was. It's not something like he's trying to do something different. It was literally a request, and he was kind of joking about because he was joking about the voice of his brother because he's younger, but he got this deep raspy voice. Voice. He's like, you need to dab on him or dab on him, folks, or something like that. And so that's why he did it. That's why he did it. Okay. That's it, all. It seems. Well, it, it seems to me that. Yeah, but then, then then stick to that and don't say, but if they don't want me to dance, then stick to that story then. Because the, the, the media clip was, if you don't want me to dance, keep me out of the end zone. Of course that was a media clip. Well, yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I have no love for the media, but I'm just saying he did say those words. And, yeah. you know, if there's more, you know what I mean? Like, you know, okay, if there was a purpose, if it was a special request, then okay, that's cool. But then don't say the other thing then. Then stick to, no, 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 no. It had nothing to do with the other team. I did it. Here's why. Boom, that's it. So I will soften my position a little bit based on new information given to me by Dr. Trey, but I'm still a little bit concerned. I'm still a little bit concerned. Don't be concerned. But, <laughs> I don't think you should be concerned. Yeah. No, I'm talking about a guy who had him in the Hall of Fame four years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, no, I'm just saying we really shouldn't be concerned because I, I don't think that, especially the, the whole requesting from his brother. Like I don't, you know, he he's been no, doing all the right cool. things. I don't think that's changed. No, that's, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But he still did make okay. That part is cool. I got no issue with that. But he still made the statement. But if you don't want me to dance, don't let me get in the zone. And we know that that's the way it is, but at the same time, that's a little bit arrogant, a little bit cocky to say in a press conference. And I think that's more that I understand where you're coming from. What's that? I said I think I, I, really, I think I just I kind of just understand where you're coming from. The statement in itself is, is kind of a is, is kind of a cocky statement. Not so it's much cocky, that it's the right. truth, but it is a cocky statement. You don't want me in there. Don't you think, though, that was a shot at the Titans, though, those players? Yeah, but you don't need to take a shot. You won. That's my whole point. I mean, if anybody wants to see how a press conference should be done, win or lose, go watch Peyton Manning, please. Do you really think – go watch Peyton Manning. You ever hear Peyton – ever hear Peyton Manning take his shots at the other team, win or lose, ever. That's class. That's what you're doing when you're now. Granted, he, you know, they're seven and two. I mean, let's not act like the, the season's over because they're seven and two. But the point is, Peyton Manning's been, un, you know, started off the season undefeated six, seven times in his career. Okay, this guy interviews, win, lose, plays great, plays horrible, and you never hear that. That's my point. Is I'm ready for Cam to step up. You want to put him in the four horsemen or whatever. I'm waiting for Cam to step up to that next level now. I want to see him be that ambassador, that, you know, I'm, I'm bigger than them. 
I don't need. I, we won the damn game. That's it. You say whatever you want. Look at the scoreboard. Right? Remember Scotty Pippen, Jay? Yep. Point right to the scoreboard, baby. <laughs> guys, 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 Scotty Pippen got dunked on in the game. Guys talking junk to Scotty, and Scotty just pointed up to look at the score. <laughs> Me and Jay talk about this all the time. Look at the score. Bulls were winning by like 20 mm-hmm. points. Okay, you dunked on me. Look at the score. You know, like, you don't have you – know, that's my point. I, and, 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 Trey, and I appreciate you clarifying that, and that makes a lot of sense. And if that was the motivation for the dance, hey, that's not a problem. But that statement as part of the bigger picture is a statement you don't need. And, and, and I want to see Cam step up, man. He's got, he's got the look. He's got the smile. He's winning games now. He's got it all. You know, he's got everything. He's a phenom. We, we've never seen a six foot six, 250-pound quarterback in the NFL that can do what he does. He's got it all. But now you got to get the media. you got to get the fans. you got to get everybody, you know. And the way you do that is how you do them interviews, how you conduct yourself, win, lose, or This was my knock on him before the accident, you know, going on the sideline and putting the towel over his head, going in the interview. I run the plays that are called and looking like he – like he needed some freaking antidepressants or something. And I said, why? And now he's winning, and he had to ask he's winning. He's playing better. I give him credit for that. But I want to see him step up. He can do it. He's a smart guy. He can do it. I wouldn't say this. Like, I don't think – I would never say this to Jay Cutler. <clears throat> We're not going to – Jay Cutler will never be the face of the league. Jay Cutler doesn't have that charisma to get out there and do what, what Peyton Manning can do. He just – that's not his game ever. But Cam Newton does. Cam Newton could be that face, and that's what I want to see from Cam Newton. That's his next step. You 9-0 now? The league is looking at you? Answer the league. Show them what you can do. And I'll just say this, and I, you know, I'm not one to really bring race up, but as a black quarterback in the NFL, hey, come on, brother. <laughs> you, you, you know, they're looking at you twice as hard now. We don't have, I mean, other than Michael Vick historically, he really hasn't been any superstar. I mean, okay, you could say Russell Wilson a little bit, a little bit, but Michael Vick in the last 10 years was kind of the main really black NFL quarterback superstar, superstar. Cam Newton is that guy now. Show us what you got, man, all the way around, especially that leadership aspect. That's what I want to see. All right, let's move on. (sighs) You know, I you know I I didn't lead off the show talking about these guys because I didn't feel that they were worthy of leading off the show um, talking about them you know and man I have to be fair you know I can't start off the show talking about a team that's two and seven I can't start off the show talking about a team that's lost seven straight games you know um, I can't start off the show talking about a team that out of those seven losses was in position and could have had opportunities to win six of those seven. I, I can't do that because it wouldn't be it – would, it would damage my football credibility just because it's my team doesn't mean I get to do that. But I wish ESPN would be sent that memo. What, what, what was that? So I wish ESPN would be sent that same memo. You, I stood in here. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. So I wish ESPN would, would follow those same guidelines. 
Well, they won't. They won't because, <laughs> because, because the Cowboys are the most popular team in the NFL. Um, and, and, and they, you know, they are the team that everyone loves and everyone loves to hate. You know, when you look at the NFL ratings, who's the top team all the time? It's the Cowboys. No, I, I don't dispute any of that. I'm just, I'm just saying that I would just wish more people followed your, no, your, your outlook on it. That's all. Well, I, and I appreciate that, but I'm not on. If I was running a major network, I would have that outlook. Though. I would do what they were doing. I would do. I would. I know I can talk about the Cowboys for two hours. I can make this whole show about the Cowboys. But in fairness, I felt that other other topics that we covered were more important this week because the Cowboys haven't done anything to show me relevance. You are blowing games against teams that you can win, that teams I think you are better than, even without Tony Romo, and you haven't found a way to win. Now, I'm going to go on for a minute, and then y'all can jump in. Um, anybody out there in Cowboy land that thinks Tony Romo is going to come in and be the savior, you need to wake up. It, 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 football doesn't work that way. This team was not good enough to win any game in the last seven weeks. Couldn't even beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are you kidding me? You couldn't score more than six points against the Bucks. And the problem isn't that the talent isn't there. The problem is now this team is getting used to losing. Dez Bryant dropping a third and one. Back shoulder fade, perfect, drops it. Dez Bryant on a one-on-one coverage with a safety doesn't even make a play for the ball. Now, it was pass interference. <clears throat> anybody who anybody who disputes that don't know football. It was pass interference. But that said, you still didn't. And and to Dez's credit, I can't I can't call him out without acknowledging the fact that he acknowledged that he should have made a play for the ball. That it, that was not typical Dez Bryant, and he does he 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 felt the push and knew he was going to get the call, but still should have made the play for the ball, and then he didn't get the call. But he acknowledged that that was his mistake, that he should have made the play for the ball. Okay, so I got to give Dez credit for manning up and accepting that, okay? But, you know, McFadden running for 32 yards, and, you know, we get two turnovers and nothing comes at him, and, you know, Winston fumbles, but we get a holding crash. This team has gotten used to losing. It's become part of the culture now. They're fighting. They're playing hard. But they're used to losing seven in a row. So Romo's back. He's starting. Don't Anything that you read that says they're going to go day to day, Romo will play on Sunday. That is, Romo could have played two weeks ago, except he was on the IR eight-week list, so they couldn't bring him back. But he was ready to go and medically cleared two weeks ago. He could have played. But in my opinion, they made a mistake putting him on that list, but that's what they did, so they couldn't bring him back. He will play on Sunday, no doubt about it. Here, here's what I want to say, and then you guys can chime in. I, I don't want to talk about the NFC East, even though I mentioned it earlier, they're two and a half games out. They're actually closer than the Bears. They're actually in the same position as the Steelers as far as, you know, how far back? Matter of fact, they're actually in a better position than the Steelers because they're two games out in the loss column. Um, but that's irrelevant. All that's relevant for Cowboy Nation that might be listening to the show, anybody on Facebook that's a Cowboy fan, I know some of y'all listen to the show, all that's relevant is one thing. You go out there Monday and you beat 
the, the, the Dolphins. That's it. it did nothing else. I don't forget what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about it. All that stuff will work itself out. This team has to figure out how to win again. I don't want to hear about seven-game winning streaks. I don't want to hear about the Panthers on Thanksgiving. I don't want – I want Sunday. Romo needs to lead this team, put him on his back, and remind them what it feels like to get a win. Because I have said it, and I will continue to say it, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. And anybody out there that, that doubted Tony Romo, well, how do you feel now? And, oh, yeah, all the arguing we did last year about who the MVP of this football team was, yeah, don't ever doubt me again, K-Star. I told you who the MVP of this team is. Told you this. Oh, Jesus. This team runs by Tony Romo. Was not DeMarco Murray. Was not the offensive line. It was not Des Bryant. This team runs by Tony Romo. Told you that last year. And if this seven-game losing streak doesn't show you that, then I don't know what you've been smoking because it must be some good shit. This team is Tony Romo. Period. <clears throat> JB, well, I may not have left anything to say, but oh, wait, I'm sorry. Who else? Somebody else want to say something? I was gonna put it this way. See, there's one there's one place where I do where I don't agree with you at. You know, uh and I'll just put it simple like this. Tony Romo is a savior. He is it. When he comes back, yeah. I expect you guys to win games. I think he is playing out different. I think he would have been a difference if y'all winning some of those close games, all those close games that you guys couldn't pull out. And I understand, yeah, you guys were in there, all of them. And one play here or there, you win, you win the game. But with Tony Romo, we're not even questioning those wins. Those are all W's. So, yeah, that dude, to me, that dude is the same. Well, I got to see it first. And secondly, um, you know, Des Bryant dropping a ball on a third and one that was right there. That's, that's on deck. You know, there are things that happened in the game that, you know, that has to be cleaned up. And, you know, yeah, Tony comes in and we go from 18 points a game to, you know, last year the team scored 28 points a game. So Tony comes in, you're going to get another touchdown a game. You, you, you know you're going to get better production and you know there's going to be a ripple effect. But if my point is, is that the team wasn't good enough to win one game, not one without him, that's a problem. That's a problem. And and you, you, I can't sit here in all honesty and feel good about that. No matter no matter what happens when Tony comes back, they can win all seven and go to the playoffs at nine and seven and win the division. That'd be great. I'm still worried about the fact that for seven straight weeks, you couldn't pull one victory out in six of those games, and you couldn't get one win, not one, not one. That's that that that's a problem, and I think, and and I, I'm trying to be fair. I mean, my home my my homer side says, of course, Tony's going to come back, and the team's going to be a different team, and absolutely. But my realistic side says, but you know, the deep, you know, we weren't getting stops when we needed to. I don't see, you know, Grant Carter had one dominant game and hasn't had one since, and I, you know, um, I will say Sean Lee will be back Sunday, and that's huge for the team too. But I'm still I'm just concerned that so much focus, the media's gonna talk about it all week, it's gonna be focused, it's gonna be interviews, 
Tony Romo's back, and everybody in Cowboy Nation is saying, seven straight wins, going to the playoffs. And I'm saying, slow down. We need to win on Sunday. <clears throat> and let's see what happens. That, that, that's where I'm at right now. JB, did I, I leave you anything or, you know? Yeah, I mean, this. They need to have the the, the Belichick thought process here. Worry about the game that's coming up against the Dolphins. Don't worry about the following game. Just worry about the game against the Dolphins. Don't worry about Thanksgiving game. Don't worry about trying to get back into the the NFC East race. No, just worry about the Dolphins. Worry about executing. Worry about playing all the way to the whistle's blown. Worry about playing a complete 60 minutes of football. And what I had mentioned a few weeks ago, when it was, I think Whedon was still the quarterback, it seemed as if he was playing just below what was needed. And now I'm looking at the team as a whole, and it seems like that was a microcosm of how the entire team has been playing during this seven-game losing streak, with the exception of the Patriots game, and even half of that they were still in it. They were in every single game that they've lost so far. But the, the game against the Bucks, I don't know how many times you can shoot yourself in the foot. They're finding ways to lose instead of finding ways to win. And it's that old adage, you, you play to win the game, you don't play not to lose. And the one thing I can say, and I, I think to you agree, I think Romo has the ability to change the mindset. Now, is that going to change the results? Don't know. Wait, wait and see. But I think he can at least change the mindset of it, which gives them a better chance at winning this game than in past games. Hopefully he'll be able to get them over that hump so that they can pull out a victory. And you see what happens from there one game at a time. If they had won just one of these games, just one, I I could see them definitely making a run. Now, I'm not sure. But, again, it doesn't matter because they need to have seven one-game winning streaks, and they need to start with Miami. All right. Um, And, you know, I think my last Cowboy comment for now is just when you're losing, everything is magnified. You know, Greg Hardy's on the news almost every day now because the Cowboys are losing. You know, the whole blow up in the locker room with Des Bryant, you know, because the Cowboys are losing. You know, um, I don't know what went on with that, with, with Greg Hardy missing, you know, um, meetings and stuff like that. I, don't, I didn't I didn't get the inside scoop, so I don't know. Um, you know, and his whole change in his Twitter account, innocent until proven guilty. I mean, I don't know. If I was him, I probably wouldn't have done that. But, okay, whatever. Um, I think that I agree with Jay, with Tony's, you know, leadership is needed. I think that um, they just need to go out there and get this win. And I think the win changes the mood. I, I so wanted this game against Tampa. I felt like going in, you know, going into this game against Miami at three and six versus two and seven, you know, and then you're one game out in the loss column and then it comes Tony and it looks, you can see it a little bit clearer, you know, but you're two games out, seven games to go. Some of the teams got to buy. We'll see. Tony's going to come in, you know, going to be a little rusty. Miami is not a bad team. They, they did just pull off a win against the Eagles. Now, we know um, um, Bradford got hurt and Sanchez Sanchez came in and um, looks like Bradford's going to be out the next, at least the next game. Um, a lot of injuries around the NFL. 
And so if your team is healthy, thank, be thankful because a lot of injuries, people are getting hurt left and right, the drop of like flies. Um, Sean Lee will be back for Dallas. Um, Brandon Whedon was released today, in case anybody was curious. Um, Christian Michael was released today, running back. And um, uh, cornerback, uh, Corey Wright. Corey White. Uh, honestly, of the three, that's the one that surprised me because Corey Wright wasn't, Corey White wasn't bad. And I was kind of surprised they released him, to be honest with you. Um, but nevertheless, those three players were released in Dallas today. So we'll get to our picks in a bit. But um, I'm cautiously optimistic on this week. And I think we got to take it one week at a time and see if we can get back in this race. All right. Got to do me a favor, though, because I listened to the last show as well. And since you kind of touched on it a little bit, slightly, can we can we stop with the Des Bryant might be better than Antonio Brown thing? Because that reminded me of, of of almost like lazy, the lazy version of Randy Moss when he didn't even go up for that ball. Well, well, in in fairness, I mean, I think, I have, I, you know, I can't give you more than I gave you last week. Now, now let's not be disrespectful to Des Bryant and his talent and his abilities and the fact that he hasn't had, not only has he not had Tony Romo, he's had two crappy quarterbacks in the few weeks that he's been back, okay? So let, let's, let's be fair here, okay? I said last week, not my fault you weren't on the show, I said last week that right now Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in the NFL. I said that. And I stand by that statement. Right now, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I also said, if I was starting a team, I would take Dez over Antonio. I think Dez is a better talent than Antonio Brown. And I think that Dez was hurt. He's still coming back from a foot injury. Um, and then when he made that incredible catch uh, the other game, he put a touchdown, he tweaked his knee. So he's had a couple of injuries. He, he didn't participate in preseason at all. So his conditioning wasn't that. He's just not the Dez we know. Now, I, I, I don't give him a pass for not going by for the ball, but I acknowledge the fact that he didn't make any excuses. He said, my bad, that's not my game, you know. Now, now before you go saying stop with the Dez comparisons, be fair. He didn't play the whole season. He's been injured, and his quarterback ain't been here. And, he, and not only that, he's had crappy quarterbacks. These guys are 0-3 and 0-4. One of them just got released. I mean, I just think the biggest thing, though, is not necessarily his play. Just the, I just don't understand because I thought for sure, honestly, when that ball was in the air and Des being near the vicinity, I thought he was going to leap up and get it. But he made no effort. I was like, what the hell? Honestly, that's what bothered me most. Not necessarily that he dropped a little passes, like whatever, but that was what. But that doesn't mean I mean, he's not still a phenom because he didn't try for that one play. And the fact that he no, manned I mean, up, he's a lot to me. He manned up. He didn't make any excuses. He manned up and said, that's not how I played. That was my mistake, you know. But but on that play, I've got to say, I'm disgusted that we didn't get the pass interference call. It's as clear as the nose on your face that Jez got pushed in the back. He, and he probably would have if he at least made some kind of effort to, to try to get the ball. Pass interference is not about effort. It's about pass interference. He pushed him. I mean – um, Terrence Williams had a touchdown the week before, and he pushed off, and they called it and took the touchdown back. And his push wasn't as bad as this guy's push. That play, and I'm not making excuses. Dallas should have scored more than six points anyway. I'm not saying that's why they lost the game. I'm just saying that's pass interference, first and goal at the one-yard line. 
period, and they didn't make the call. There's no excuse for that. And there's, there's too many of those this year, not just in the Cowboy game, but in other games. The referee play this year has been subpar, substantial. The, the, the problem, though, with all what you just said is that ball was not catchable because Dez made no effort to catch it. Otherwise, I guarantee they would call it. No, the ball wasn't ball catchable was because he made no efforts to catch the ball, and that's so often because of the pass interference. The, ball, the, ball, the, the, the safety had coverage, pushed Dez, and made the catch. The ball was catchable. He just didn't make an effort to go up and get the ball. The ball was catchable. The point is, and that's why if he doesn't push, and that's why he doesn't push Dez, let me ask you this. If he doesn't push Dez, what are the chances Dez doesn't get pushed? I don't know. Okay. Exactly. He dropped one earlier. That's the whole point of pass interference. That's I mean, the whole did, point. I, I'm simply saying I think he gets that call if he makes an effort for the ball. That's all. Do you think it was pass interference or not? Yes, but I feel like he gets then that call he get if he makes any kind of effort because you have to make, a, you have to make an attempt to play for the ball. Wait, you, I asked you a straight question. Do you think it was pass interference or not? You said oh, yes. Well, then no. Well, then no, because he did not. No, no. Then no, because he didn't make an effort to even catch the ball. So you got to make an effort for the ball in order to get a pass interference call. That's not how the call is made. If you get interfered with, going, if you get interfered with, regardless of whether you're going for the ball or not, it's P.I., it's P.I. I think in that case, we usually call it the holding, defensive holding. I mean, it, it, it's P.I. That's, that's defensive Push. holding. No, he pushed it, him. He didn't hold him. He pushed him. Yeah. And the ball's in flight. He pushed him. The ball's in flight. It should have been. We can, we can, uh, I, you know, I, you know, the pro- problem here is you want it both ways. You want it best should have went for the ball. But it was no call. I'm telling you, Des should have made a play for the ball, but it was still pass interference, regardless. And I don't know if he would have got the call had he went up for the ball. To be honest with you, because I don't trust these freaking referees. I don't trust them anymore. So I don't know that he would have gotten the call. I know he got pushed and didn't get the call. That I know. And you don't want to see that in football. You don't want to see that in these games. You want to see, you know. I don't want to walk away and say, why didn't we get that call? I'm sitting there in the bar watching this game, and I had a guy, another Cowboy fan, saying what you said, and I had to educate him. You know, that's not how pass interference works. He interfered with the receiver's ability to catch the ball by shoving him in the back. Now, I'm not saying I'm, – I'm not saying the, the Cowboys should have won that game regardless. That's the play. I'm not that guy that says, well, when they make the call, the Cowboys win the game. That's not how I roll. Cowboys had all had 60 minutes to score and make touchdowns and win this game. So I'm not going to go there. All I'm saying is that's a pass interference call, and they didn't make it. That's all I'm saying. That's pass interference. And, yes, I will also say that Dez should have made a play on that ball. I will also say that Dez should have caught that third and one, that back shoulder fade that actually was thrown like Tony Romo, right where you wanted it, and he dropped it before – Tampa got the ball and came down and scored. I'll also say, what the hell was J.J. Wilcox thinking on that bootleg? Your job is contained. Your job isn't to go in and get the guy going in the middle. You're, you're on the end. You're a safety. Your job is contained. The linebackers got it up the middle. The D-line's got it up the middle. Your job is contained. Did he contain anything? Hell no. Winston walks in, makes a cake, you know, texts me and says, hey, I just beat your boys, smokes a cigarette, has a beer. Not a cowboy within 10 yards. So I can sit there and point out the mistakes that this team made, 
because I saw them, I was disgusted by them, and thus my earlier statement of Tony Romo isn't going to just be the savior if these things ain't cleaned up. Tony Romo will certainly give the offense a chance to score more points and his leadership is needed, but they got to clean these things up. These mistakes that this team is making have to be fixed. That ain't got nothing to do with Romo. That's execution. You're, you're on his first and goal, and the safety is playing the outside position. His job is contained. And he goes and chases the inside of the play, and Winston just runs around him and goes in. Come on, man. You know better than that. You're a veteran in this league. Get the hell out of here. Come on, man. Don't don't forget about that. You get penalized, well, you, you're able to get the fumble, and, and you get penalized and you give him the ball back. Well, here's my thought on that penalty, Jay, and I, I, I watched the game, I watched that playback, uh, and Heath admitted that he held him because he knew, he said he was coming across unchecked, and it was either hold him or, or he would be open for a score. So I had to make the decision to hold him. But my question on that, again, is if, if Winston is already running and over the line of scrimmage, then that's not defensive holding. And I wonder, because, and I couldn't tell, but they, it, it looks like, and you guys are welcome to go and watch it back yourself, it looks like the guy who called the holding wasn't looking at Winston at all had no concept of where Winston was. And to me, and I'm, I'm not as hard on this one as I am on the Dez play, but to me this one was another poor call because, yes, he held him, but if you look at the timing of the hole, Winston's already over the line. From what I could tell, Winston's already over the line and a runner and clearly fumbled the ball before, he went, before, you know, before he, his body crossed. So that's cowboy ball. But – you know, again, another missed call, in my opinion. So, but regardless, these are a lot of things that have to be cleaned up over there in, 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 in Cowboy Nation. And if these things ain't cleaned up, then you're putting way too much on one person's back to come in here and be the savior. I get what you're saying, Train. The Cowboys at six out of seven games have been in these games. The game, only game they really wasn't in, and they were in it for a half was a Patriot game. They were in that one for a half. The second half, Patriots ran away with it. The other six games, they, they could have won all of those games. And if Tony's playing, you know at least half of those are wins, maybe more. So I get that. I don't disagree with that. But he wasn't. Team went 0-7. I'm just skeptical. I want to see my quarterback come back and play, and play well. I want to see this team get a win on Sunday. That's it. That's all, I, that's all I'm thinking about right now, get a win on Sunday. All right. But before, before we go, I got one question, one question only, and then we can move on. With, with Christian Michael being released, obviously Dunbar out for the season, Randall being released and suspended, who are we going to back up McFadden? Well, they got that guy uh, Smith that came over from uh, Seattle, and they also picked up, uh, what's his name, Trey? Um, Trey Williams and Rod Smith? Yeah, little, yeah, Trey Williams and uh, Rod Smith, so. There's, there's, there's your three backs. And Trey Williams is kind of a Dunbar-like scat back. Um, so, and, uh, I, I, you know, I, 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 don't, I haven't seen enough of Rod Smith to see what he's all about, but, you know, they must have thought he had more potential than Michael because they let Michael go. So, um, I, 
I, I think it's risky because McFadden has an injury history. And Man, that, that's um, my whole point of bringing that question up because maybe you haven't seen enough of Christian Michael, but to his defense, hasn't played him a whole lot either. Now, maybe this stuff yeah. that goes on at practice that we're not privy to, but when you know that McFadden's injury prone, you release him for two guys that really have no known history from what we can see as fans. I, I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical on that one, but we'll see. Hopefully McFadden stays healthy. We don't have to worry about it. The only thing I heard about Michael is that there were plays, the, the limited time that he did play, um, you know, he, he didn't hit the hole like they really wanted him to. And it, he was a risk anyway. I mean, he came over from Seattle, and, you know, Seattle had him for a couple of years. He was a project. They, they thought he was a guy with a lot of talent, but he just he was hard to coach, and he just wouldn't listen to do things the way the coaches, kind of like Randall, uh, wanted it done. But they took a chance and thought, well, let's bring him over here and put him in our system. And um, from what I'm hearing, it seems that it was very similar here in Dallas. You know, they, they wanted him to perform a certain way, do things a certain way, and it just didn't really materialize. That's why he never really got a lot of playing time. Um, mm-hmm. So, But it is risky to put a lot of eggs in McFadden's basket. That's very risky. Okay. That That's the true point I'm making. And I agree with you because I heard those same rumblings as well with, with Michael. So hopefully McFadden stays healthy. We don't have to worry about the backups that they have with, uh, with Smith and Williams. Okay. All right. Let's bring on our, our, our new friend, K-Star's uh, top doppelganger here. Bryce from Brooklyn is on the line. Bryce, welcome to the Madden Voice. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Top doppelganger. You start You start already, I see. Yeah, you got to look this week. What's good, on, fellas? Man. How y'all doing? All right. What's happening? Hey, man, I'm I'm good, man. I, I can't complain. I'm, I'm, I'm happy we got to win this Sunday. Let me ask you the question that we drove K-Star with at the beginning of the show, and I want to see what your take on it is. So you, sure. got, you start Landry Jones, you put Bennett back up, and then Landry gets hurt. Ben comes in, throws for almost 400 yards, has a, has a terrific game. You guys get the win. If Ben was able to do that, why didn't Ben start? Why did your two-time Super Bowl winning, um, Hall of Fame bound franchise quarterback why did he have a clipboard in his hand and, he, and a cap on and he was the backup, but yet was still able to perform at that high level? Why didn't he just start the game? Um, <laughs> you know, what I really think, you know, Tomlin is funny. Tomlin, to me, is always about sportsmanship. He's always about class. To me, I think he didn't start because it was a middle finger you to the Browns. We don't need him to beat you. That's why we're going to rest him, and we're going to play Landry Jones. And it's just as simple as that. Now, he'd never admit that, but that's what I think it was. I think he felt Landry practiced up. We got the talent to beat you. We don't even need Ben. And so he said, we're going to start him. That's as plain as I can say it. Now, I could be dead wrong. That's why I think he did it. Because other reasons just don't really make sense to me. I mean, the general standard is if 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 your main guy can go, he goes. But... He was like, yeah, okay, he practiced, perked up. He used that phrase, perked up. And we got Landry, and this team's terrible. We can beat this team without Ben. So if, if, if we need him, we got him. And then they needed him, and then they got him. Mm, mm. That's the way I look at it. Now, I don't think Tom, of course, Tomlin would never admit that, but 
I mean, that's about the cleanest explanation I could think of. I mean, it's an important game. I mean, I, I, every game's important. It's a division game. You know, well, you're, chasing, I mean, we were, you're chasing the Bengals, trying yeah, to, we trying were to one catch in, up. I mean, yeah, and we were one and four. No, no, two and four. I'm sorry, in the AFC, we had lost some. But I just feel it just speaks to his disrespect to the Browns. He just didn't feel – he did not feel, and just in my opinion, that Ben was going to be needed. He felt Landry could get the job done. And we're not going to risk Ben if we don't have to. Ended up having to play him. And he came on and, you know, just did his thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, maybe I'm dead wrong, but that's the way I see it. I think it was a medical staff or trainers personally. Oh, you think they were because, just like, nah, okay. Yeah, I yeah, like because, I mean, he was supposed to be out for a couple of weeks, and the way he recovered, it was very surprising to everyone uh, monitoring the situation. And so I wonder if they just looked at it and it was like, all right, well, although you're having this ridiculous recovery that defies the timetable that's been set, you know, we're going to at least hold you out a game while also acknowledging you're able to play, but it's probably not in your best interest because – we can't really explain what's going on with your injury, the fact that you're already, quote-unquote, able to play. Yep. Hey, that, that that could very well be it. Because the main guy normally goes, I mean, so, yeah, that could be it. And then, you know, from a Tomlin standpoint, that's why I was saying, look, if, if he feels Landry can still help us beat this team and if Ben can rest and the doctors are like, it'd probably be better if he didn't, those could be good reasons as to why he didn't play. Okay. All right. Someone was about to say something? Well, it still doesn't answer my question, which is why not make him inactive? Because Michael Vick was – because Michael Vick is either – wasn't ready to go or they had no faith in him whatsoever. The real question maybe would be why is – if Vick's not going to be ready to go in those situations, why is he on the team then? But if he, but maybe he, Vic wasn't healthy enough to go. And if Ben was healthy to serve in some type of quote unquote emergency role, then to what K Star said, they're like, okay, it's best interest we don't play the guy. Um, let's be precautious. We'll start Landry because we feel we can beat this team anyway. Well, Vic, Vic is on the team because if you, if you release him, you still got to pay him. So. Well, right, right, right. There's that. There's that. <laughs> That's why so, Vic's on the team. Yeah, and and and, and I think Vic's going to back up. Um, next week. I mean, that's kind of the early word, but we'll see. I mean, we we getting a lot of these. We got a lot of these injuries, so whoever's healthy, I guess, will be ready to go. All right. So you you saying Vic wasn't wasn't healthy enough to play? Is that what you're saying? I mean, that's what it kind of seems that he. I think he practiced on a limited basis, um, and maybe he wasn't quite ready to go because it would seem in that situation to your question. If they're going to be precautious, like K. Star said with Ben, and if Vic is ready to go, then make Vic the number two and make Ben inactive. That's all we were saying. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of weird, but hey, it's what it is. So it's, it's, it's weird. It's, the whole thing is strange. Get get your quarterback off the practice squad. Put him as a backup if you're that confident. Make Big Ben and Vic inactive. Well, they're real confident in Landry. I mean, they they I guess they felt based on what they had seen and and they felt his second start that he had a nice grasp of everything, comfortable, and they felt he could make the throws. Right, which basically leads to the point that I'm making is grab your quarterback off the practice squad, make him the backup. 
Maybe you can start. That way you're resting, Vic, make sure he's healed up. You get a chance to Big Ben, make sure he's healed up. Well, they don't really. Well, after I don't think they case started. They have another quarterback on the practice squad. I mean, is is Tyler Murphy still there? No. Yeah, I don't think he's there. I don't even think they had anybody. Heath Miller was the emergency backup. Glad we didn't have to see the Heath Miller right. offense. Let me say it again. All right. Um, yeah. Bryce, did you have any questions or comments? I, I I jumped right on you with a question, but uh, did you have anything for us? <laughs> No, I mean, you know, just I'm sure K Star has has like gone over it, but you know, when you look at the when you look at the team, I was I was amazed. Well, no, I wasn't because it's the clowns. They do clown like things, like like okay, the, the game plan with Landry was, you know, we're gonna really stack the box, no running, we're gonna force you to throw. Okay, makes sense. But then Ben comes into the game and you stay in it, like. They really think they're gonna single up Martavis Bryant with Pierre. Yeah, they were. They're just playing like cover. They're just playing cover one. Asinine, so asinine, like like very clown like. But that's what they do. I I, I couldn't believe it. The defensive play calling was horrific. But not surprised because that's what they do. And they just got yeah. They stopped the run. Good job because they they were all out. And they just got eight alive. I mean, it just wasn't even. It was like practice a lot of times. Um, no defensively. Hey man, give credit to Johnny. I'm sure they didn't believe it. I'm sure they was like, "Yeah, this dude not gonna be able to do nothing." And he represented himself well. Played from the pocket, made nice decisions, got the ball out. Hey, that was good. You know, we gave up too many pass yards, but we're really good in spot spot defense. We're we're doing better in those situations, and that's why our defense is playing a little better. Um, still, you know, secondary still a little shaky, but the safeties are actually kind of solid. It's really the corners that can kind of get a little shaky, but but the safeties are playing really well. We got a guy that's playing really well. I like, you know, the line has been okay. I think our right tackle has been well, well, really, really. Let me really interrupt good. you. We we saw the game. I just didn't know if you had any questions. We don't need a recap. Did you have a question or something, or uh, something <laughs> that we can discuss? Because we we saw the game. So I mean, you know. Recap of the game, and it was the Browns. I mean, it wasn't you know, it wasn't like you went in and beat the Bengals or beat the, you know, the Patriots or something. You know, you you you, you know, it was the Browns. So, I mean, I I wouldn't, you know, it was a win. Hey, you know, it's a great division win. But let's 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 yeah. keep it in no, perspective. No, 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 no. I'm but, but, but I am I, I am keeping no, I'm keeping it in perspective. I mean, I, I'd rather get that win because there's a so, couple other teams that had teams look kind of brown-like, and they lost. So it's always good to get the win. I, I, I got a separate question. It has nothing to do with what we were talking about. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm curious because based on a few conversations we've had, I can see kind of the kind of football fan you are. Okay, and, I, and, I, and that's, not, that's not meant to be an insult. It's just meant to be an observation. I, can, I, I see where you stack as a football fan, okay? You're very passionate about your Steelers. You, you, right. You're very supportive of your Steelers, um, and you're very um, negative about all the other teams. And here's my question: I've always wanted to ask people, and I never got anyone to give me a straight answer. Maybe you can give me this right. You mentioned sure. the Browns, and you call and you called them the clowns. Okay, right. um, I'm a cowboy fan. I get people calling them the cowgirls. You know why? What's the point of that? Help me. I just have to understand the point of that. What is the point sure. of referring to someone else's team that way? Does that does it make you feel better? Does it make you feel good? I just never understood that. I have never referred to anybody's team in a derogatory nature, ever. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't understand. Help me understand. 
Well, two things. One, your premise is wrong because I actually don't hate everyone else's team. That's absolutely false. Um, but the second point to that is there are some teams I do not like. And from our rivalries in the AFC North particularly, um, we don't like our rivals. That's the fans are like that. And K-Star can speak to this, whether it's the Browns, the the Bungles, or the Ravens. We just don't like those teams. So it's just fun to needle them. It's just fun, something silly to do. Because, you know, they don't take it too seriously. But you just have fun with it. We just don't like them. Like the and they don't, and they don't like us. And they don't like us. I mean, yeah. those yeah. are real yeah. long-standing rivalries. Like, you know, it's funny because I look at, like, Bears-Packers rivalry, but it it doesn't seem, and I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem to have the animosity that, like, like Ravens-Steelers has or something like no, that. Like, there's a great rivalry. We just, we just don't result in name-calling of the other teams. That's well, all. Well, regardless, <laughs> I mean, like, you pers- you don't. You're not a. It's, it's easy for a person to say they're not a. There's not a Bears fan to say such a thing because it's one of the, the longest standing rivalry of the league. Which right, is funny that you would Absolutely. say something like that. But yeah, trust me, there's plenty enough. We don't hate each other, but we don't result to name calling. We literally got respect of what the other team can do. So you'll never hear me call the Packers anything none but the Pack. Man, I'm, I'm speaking for all Bears fans. I've seen y'all at the bar. Yeah, I mean it. It can look. That's I mean, and that's cool for for that situation. But like Raven Steelers, like even the players talk about it. There's there is a general dislike. I mean, me personally, I like my NFL rivalries to have animosity. I mean, that's just how I am as a fan. I like that. I think that's that's actually good for the competition. It's good for the fandom. Um, I think it's good. Just it makes it fun. So that's why I call them the clowns because they're the clowns. Just like I call the Bungles, the Bungles, bungling their way through. I mean, and, and, and look, it was just one game. But like K-Star and I said, we started to, you know, it's just one game. Well, but the, bung- the Bungles, we've seen the Bungles that before. Three game, the Bungles are three games ahead of you in your division. So oh, that's, absolutely. That's and that's, that, that's kind of, you know, football, I'm in it for the long haul. And so it and just so all, you know. You, that's well, redundant. So are I, I didn't finish my point, so you can't okay. comment on half a point. Let me make my point. I'm in it for the long haul, so when you start talking derogatory about teams, a lot of times it comes back and bites you when that team resurges, and now everybody remembers all that crap you talk. And so I, you know, and, and you know, your your comment about the Bears-Packers not having that, that's just ridiculous. That is is the old well, you arena, know? and, and, well, and I can tell you, I think that's a very intense rivalry, just like a lot of the rivalries in the NFC. There are a lot of rivalries in the NFL that are very, very intense, but not all fans. And I know a lot of Cowboy fans. I argue with them because of, you know, somebody called the Eagles the Sheagles. The Sheagles. And I said, what's the point in that? What's the point in that? And I, I argue with them about it. But I argue with them about it. That's a good it. one. Said, what's the point in that? Yeah, except, except they beat us last time. So how you sound now? Talking about a team you call the Sheagles, so what does that make us? When they when you call them the Sheagles and then they beat the Cowboys, so what does that make us then? And that's my point. Well, that's why I don't I don't ever resort to that. I get mad at Cowboy fans. You know the Redskins. I hear the Deadskins. You know, really, we got to play them twice this year, and they got a better record than us. We well, but but, but shut up. But but let's look at what I said though. Let's let's not redirect it. I didn't. I I admitted the Packers and the Packers and the and the and the and the um, Bears 
or the longest rivalry in football. And I didn't say it you wasn't intense. You just said intense. you didn't think the intensity No, no, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I didn't say it wasn't intense. I said it didn't seem to have the animosity that the Ravens and Steelers have. You asked me a question about name-calling because there is a true animosity in that rivalry and in the Browns and in the Bengals that causes that. And to your point about the Bengals. Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Anim- Let me finish making my Animosity that causes wait, wait, name-calling? Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish my point, though, to, to your other point. When it comes to the, when it comes to the Bengals, K-Star and I have also said we do look at the long haul, and we see we can see, because we've been watching this team for a while, over the long haul, that they have a tendency to have cracks in the armor. I said it's one game, just like you said. It's one game. But some of this stuff, to us, as Steelers fans, talking about AFC North, starts to look familiar in ways that it will not look like to other people that don't watch these rivalries as much. So my points are always right, well, very right, consistent. Hold on, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Because you're covering a lot of ground, so slow down. First of all, <laughs> you make a lot of assumptions that ain't true. You don't know how much football I watch or anybody else watches, so let's not talk about who watches what. What you said was it didn't have animosity, and then you said that's what causes the name calling. That's ridiculous. That's, that's like seventh grade. Well, you might think it's like ridiculous, you. but that, I don't that's like just you, different. So I'm going to call you a name because I don't like you, so I'm going to call you a name. Football is about, were you ever an athlete? Were you ever an athlete? Yes. Did yes. you ever compete in sports? Okay. Yes. So, so, so you cannot like somebody because they're on the other side of the field, but that don't mean you got to talk shit about them individually or call them names or anything. You may talk about their performance. You may talk about their game. When I played against people, oh, you ran. I was one of the biggest shit talkers on the court. But it was about the game. It was about what was going on on the court or on the field. It was relevant. It wasn't about, you know, you know okay. calling someone a name or calling someone a bitch. Or, that's the difference. And, I, and so I think your premise of animosity leads to the name calling. Uh, come on, we're not in seventh grade. We grown. Mm-hmm. We grown. It's football. Mm-hmm. We all football yeah, fans. Yeah, I know, so but it's also fun and entertaining. It's a kid game. This is like getting angry at when, when they got angry at Cam for doing the dab. Dab on him, fools. That's yeah, hilarious. actually, I was about to say that. Well, why are we doing the fun police right now? What, 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 say again? Why, what? No, I was saying, why are we being the fun police right now? I mean, if we're going to tell people how to be a fan, then, you know, we're not really. I'm not talking. Who said I'm telling you? Do whatever you want. It sounds like it. sounds like you're lecturing the man. He, I he just asked why. <laughs> I just asked. I asked a question as to why any fan. And I and K Star, if you would pay attention, I said my own Cowboy fans. I argue with about this. My own fans that so, that support the same team that I support, and I argue with them about like why do we have to de- degenerate our support to the point of name-calling and that kind of stuff. Let's focus on the game. You want to talk about the fact, hey, if there was a uh, 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 a Chiefs fan that wanted to talk about how shitty uh, Peyton Manning looked, I ain't got nothing to say. Peyton Manning looked rotten, and Peyton Manning's old and washed up. I ain't got nothing to say because you know what? In that game, that's how he looked. That's relevant. But then you're going to come out and say, well, Peyton Manning's a bitch, and Peyton Manning, okay, now really? We made Peyton Manning our mm-hmm. bitch. Okay. Now I got a problem. I just said a derogatory name about the team name. I ain't, I ain't no, calling no one I'm, personally I, nothing. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that you did. I'm saying, I'm saying there's a difference between insulting a person or a team and just being insulting 
and there's a difference in, in when you say we've seen this before and we know the Bengals are going to slip and fall. I got no problem with that statement. I got no problem. As a matter of fact, I said earlier, I don't believe in Andy Dalton. I don't believe in him at all. Matter of fact, okay. I will tell you, beginning of the season, after the Bills going to win the division. And the way you guys are playing, you ain't out of it. Matter of fact, you got the wild card right now. So glimmer you got a glimmer for the division. Yeah, yeah, and you got a glimmer for the division. So my point. Somebody saying something? I thought I heard somebody jumping. No, in. I'm not saying nothing. My, okay, my, my point is, and I will say this here, and I say this I go. I want to see us NFL fans, I don't want to see it degenerate to that. I want to see us raise the bar. And, and, I, and I do target my own Cowboy fans. I think Cowboy fans are terrible as a whole. As a whole, they're terrible. They're the worst offenders of this name-calling and finger-pointing. And I just would like to see us all raise the bar. And when I heard you do that, I said, well, here's a chance for me to engage somebody and just kind of get some insight <coughs> on where this comes from. That's all. Well, well, well Commissioner, as you can see, I mean, whether you, you may not agree with everything I say, but I can have fun with it and engage the game. I do it both. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I watch the game, talk about the game, the positions, to the point where you're like, well, we saw the game. You clowning me a little bit. That's funny. But then I can also call them the clowns because they are the clowns. Well, yeah, no one here is. I just think just just because you result to name calling, whether you find it fun or whatever your particular reason, doesn't mean that if a team or fan doesn't, doesn't mean that team lacks any animosity or anything of that nature. Well, no, I mean, I'm not. Rivalry, but, 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 but that's not why but I'm that saying was, that, though, Trey. But that, but that is exactly what you said. Don't say that's no, not what you no, no, said. No, no, I'm saying that's exactly not. No, no, no. Said. I'm saying that's not the reason <laughs> in which I'm saying that. I'm not saying it based on name calling, Train. I'm saying it based on the games I watch and the way the players interact with one another. But Pittsburgh has had that came, type of animosity. But that's not how you came out. That's not that is you saying that now. But you originally made your point. Your original point wasn't wasn't about play on the field. It was. Then it was like the name calling. Well, that That's does what go you to started the, out. But there is that type of animosity with the fans as well between the Ravens and Steelers. Yes, there's that type of animosity that yeah, I do every not rivalry, necessarily see with every, the Packers and, and every the Bears. rivalry. Every rivalry in the NFL has fans that insult each other and call each other names, and every rivalry in the NFL has fans that don't. I think Train's point is well said because I choose not to doesn't mean I I, I hate the Giants. I hate the Redskins, and I hate the Eagles. Those are my division rivals. I hate them. Right. I don't like that. I, I hate the Patriots for a lot of reasons, okay? But because I choose not to be inflammatory about the team and about the team name, I focus on their play. I focus on the players and their performance. And, and even, even though I have rivals out there, Steelers, you know, Cowboys, Steelers, go have historical rivals. But I came on right. the show last week and said Antonio Brown, best best wide receiver in the NFL right now. That don't mean I can't stand you. That don't mean I like your team. I can't stand your team. I'm sitting well, up here yeah. waiting, hoping, wanting you guys to lose. Come on, somebody beat them, you know? But of I course. can still show respect. I can still show respect for what you guys have accomplished, six Super Bowl, three head coaches in your history. You guys have a sure. legacy that that is second to none. I can respect that and still hate you at the same time and still wish nothing good from your team. I want to see your team suffer. I want to see you lose every week. But I respect what you've accomplished. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I would like to see, I'd like to see 
you know, I know Train is the same way. Train and I have had, we, we used to, before Train joined the Madden Voice, we used to talk for hours about football. And that's why I invited him to join us on the Madden Voice. And we would, have, we would talk, but it was, it was always football. And, and, and my last comment on this is when you watch TV and you watch the pundits, they're starting to do that too. You hear Skip Bayless, yeah. you know, doing yeah. that, Sam Badford and, you know, and all. I mean, come on, man. He's a professor. And, and if you guys ever want to watch something really, really good, go and Google Jalen Rose um, and, yeah, and when he was on first tape. Mm-hmm. That was some of the best. He, as a former pro athlete who played at the highest level in college and the NBA, took them the task, particularly Skip and, and Stephen A. to a lesser degree, both of them, on their derogatory comments about the players in the, in the NBA and how he said, why? If you want to talk about a guy having a bad night, that's fine. But when you talk about the guy, didn't, you know, it, you got to watch it. It, it. It's two or three parts to it. It's worth every second because J- Jalen really said what I'm trying to say, and he said it much better than I'm saying it. That's all. He said it much better to me. So watch that clip on first take. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a perfectly reasonable take to have. I mean, I watched that whole thing. I thought it was really interesting. Um, but you asked, again, like you said, you asked a question, and this is the answer you got, which is yep. because of the rivalries we have, our rivalries have a certain animosity, so I clown the team name. And we've been doing, like, that's something Steelers and other fans in that division have been doing for years. I don't think I it's mean, necessarily because your rivalry has such animosity. I personally think wait, wait, it's wait, wait, just, wait, wait, wait. Not, it's not just you. No, 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 no. Train, you're wrong. No, no, train, train, you're wrong. Train, you're wrong. Train, you're wrong. I think it's just you. And I think it's just, to T's point, I think it's just those fans who choose to use those names. Or who choose it's to listen of, to the announcers that make up those name calls, and that's what they roll with because it nah, sounds funny wrong. and it sounds cool to them. So that's what they choose to use. But you want to put it's, it on the animal? No, it has nothing to do with animal to the rivals. It's a lot of the fans. I can't stand the, the fact. North. You know what I'm saying? Don't want to see them do anything great. But I guarantee you, I'm not resulting to name calling simply because sure. they do it on TV or because I got animosity with the team. That's what it comes it's down train. to. Whether you choose train. to use those name calls or not. <laughs> train. I don't really participate in it, but as far as the AFC North goes, I mean it really is kind of like a, a lot of fans do it to one another. People call it the Steelers yeah. the squealers. I mean there, yeah. there's legitimacy to it. I don't really do it because you know, I think it's kind of childish, but I get people do it for fun, but it really is. It really is. It really is an AFC North thing. You're. Well, wait a minute. Say that again, K Star. You just synthesized the point. You don't do yeah, exactly. Now, K Star. I already made that point. Well, I, well, I, 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 I acknowledge that the great majority wait, 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 wait. of these fans do. Hold on. I'm about. I'm about. I'm about to drop Mike on this one. Hold on a second. No, no, no. I already acknowledge that, though, Commish. Right. Right. Hold on. What you don't know is K Star. I don't know if you know anything about the Madden video game. K-Star is a big tournament player for the Madden video game. If you go to Google and you, and you search Madden Nation, you'll see K-Star. He's played on ESPN. He's played in big money-making tournaments. K-Star is – and my point in saying that is that's how K-Star and I met. My point in saying that is in the Madden community, if you didn't talk shit, 
you 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 had to because you're sitting there with a with a joystick in your or a controller in your hand next to the right. person with a controller and he's talking junk and you pretty much had to it, it, to compete. So I've seen K Star in tournaments run his mouth. Okay, and I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's what you had to do. However, he's a Steelers fan. AFC North. You just said. In AFC North, it's complex. But I choose to not do it because it's childish. That's my point. You don't have to do it to be a fan of any NFL team, whether it's AFC North, NFC East, it doesn't matter. You make the choice to do it, maybe because you hear it on TV, maybe because the other fans are doing it and you want you don't want to be outdone. So if they're going to call you the squealers, well, then I'm going to call you the bungle. So I, I have to come back with something. But, K-Star, but you just said I don't do it because it's childish. Right. And, you know, I think it's easy to acknowledge. I'm just simply saying as far as the history goes, exactly there's a lot of them out there. Point, dude, which but, is actually but you, to my point. But it is miss, a choice. But, Commiss, like choice. I said, it's a redundant point because I already admitted I'd do it to be silly. I already yes. said that. I, you, you asked me, and I silly. said, oh, I do it to be yes. silly. It's funny to me. It may be childish, maybe all that, but okay. that's why we do but it. Have, it's part of the fandom. In that same breath, Bryce, in that same breath, you're also saying, oh, and it's because of our animosity to the team. Yes. That's also sense. part of it's the tool. It's not. It has nothing. It is. It's not. It's completely separate. Train, it's you're wrong. Separate, it is. Dude. No, it it's is. completely separate. You get a kick out of making these funny names or hearing these funny names. Yes. And it, it's, it's funny. It is funny because it's part of the rivalry. It's, it's just part of the rivalry. Wrong. But they don't like to call it rivalry, It's just funny that people don't want to accept who they are. It's just what they are. But here's the point, though. Here's the point. You can do it. No one's saying not to do it. We're just, I just want to understand where it comes from. And to, to limit it to just saying it's part of the rivalry, well, if it was part of the rivalry, everybody would do it. It's a choice. That's why No, not everyone has to do it. Not everyone has to do it. Right. But, so it's not, it's not part of the rivalry. It's not it is part of the rivalry. It no, it is. It, it, it. it really is part it, of the rivalry. It, it is. Name-calling I mean, is not part of a rivalry. Name-calling is, is a choice you make. <laughs> it's a choice you make because I have – some of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. Is there any bigger rivalry than the Redskins Cowboys? Is there any yes. bigger rivalry other than maybe the Packers Bears? Ravens Steelers. Oh, Ravens Steelers. Ravens. Ravens ain't Steelers. been around long enough to be a bigger rivalry. Come on, man. Come back. You got man. one better than Ravens Steelers, man. The Ravens Raven Steelers been around long enough. Ravens Steelers for years it was long held the best rivalry in football. It's not, gonna say long, that's it's the, not the longest held rivalry. We're going to say that that's ball, not been said. The, the, the history proves that. Football? In yes. Really? Wow. Ravens Steelers. And how do you measure not the, the long, biggest Not rivalry? the longest. Not the longest. Okay, but how do you measure? Wait, wait, wait. You said biggest. How do you measure biggest? What is your measurement for biggest rivalry? Well, I mean, for me, it's a lot of things. One, it's it's um, the importance of the games, the stage they're playing on, what they're playing for, how the two teams interact with one another, the the players that play in the game, all that stuff. It's got nothing to do with, like, the fans and how many people actually watch the game, right? No, fans. Oh, Steelers, well. Ravens. Steelers Ravens is a great draw. Steelers Ravens is always a great, a great draw. Run. Yeah, I mean, it always I'll, is. Y'all acting like this is new information. Ravens like, y'all the first time you ever heard this. Wait, 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 wait. The Steelers Ravens got outdoor Cowboys Redskins. Even no, it's now, a better rivalry now though. It's a better rivalry these days. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a better rivalry for years. But, but, Y'all don't know that. Not <laughs> Y'all wait, wait, don't know because it ain't true. We don't know it because it ain't true. Okay. 
I thought this was common knowledge. Okay. You, no, it's not because you're wrong. Because no, because I'm right. Now, <laughs> I know I'm right. Well, Google, you can, you Google can, Raven Steelers right. I don't have to Google it. I do this, bro. That's what I do. I don't have to Google it. That's the difference between you and me. You got to go Google it. I know this. No, this I just I know it. it. I live I in the You guys are talking about all-time history. We're talking about the last 15 Steelers, years. The Ravens, the Ravens haven't even been around long enough to be a bigger – the Cowboys – You got – hold on, hold on. You got said that. You're going on with history. You're going on with overall history. We're talking about the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, I've already said that. It was a long time. You're only working for a lifetime. Pretty much. Listen, you put just because you reiterated doesn't mean I haven't already said it. I'm telling you right now. You're only working for a lifetime. The Redskins and the Cowboys go back to Tom Landry and George Allen. We, already, we know this. This is redundant. Dude, we know this. I'm we not, know this. I'm not, well, you know what? When you host the show, you can be redundant, okay? You want to be redundant? You create <laughs> the bright I don't voice. need to be redundant. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you stop interrupting me, I don't have to repeat myself. My point is, I'm, is I'm, trying to, I'm trying to teach you something here because you're trying to say the Ravens, which ain't even been around long enough to be in this conversation compared to the Cowboys and the Redskins. That is, you put the Redskins and the Cowboys on Fox at 4 o'clock, and you put the Steelers and the Ravens on CBS at 4 o'clock, and the Cowboys and the Redskins will outdraw them every time, regardless of record. That's why the Cowboys are on TV every week, because they are the biggest draw in sports, and anybody they play, it's going to be a bigger draw than any other team out there. Any other team. You're qualified. You're, quali- you're framing the. You guys are framing it much differently, though. We're talking about the last 10, 15 years. You're talking about like all time. I, which we've already said. It's literally, literally how you're you framing Sunday, it. I'm telling you, Sunday, if this game was on, it would draw a bigger audience than the Ravens and the Steelers. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not saying the Ravens and Steelers <laughs> don't have a nice rivalry. It's a nice rivalry. It's been it's been interesting. You guys have been battling for the division. But who cares a shit about the Steelers? Ravens. It's not even a huge TV market. It's not a huge been for Super Bowl. No, no, no. It doesn't it's matter though because the Steelers and Ravens. Hold on. Here's the difference: the Steelers and Ravens for the last ten years or in such have been Super Bowl contenders. The quality of the teams have been extremely high. That's why they won multiple Super Bowls throughout that time. Doesn't make it. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make it. It makes a rivalry because the teams have had more recent success. Does it make it a yes, it bigger does. rivalry? <laughs> it absolutely. Yes, it. Does. Yes, it does. Oh my God! I disagree it completely. Really does. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, hold yeah. on. So, wait. So, so, Bears. Hold on. So, Bears Packers these days is a great rivalry. Train. Is it really a rivalry? Is it really a rivalry when one always wins? I'll let Train answer that one. Train. <laughs> um, it's a it's a very idiotic question that you that you ask. <laughs> Simply, no, no. It, 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 let me let me explain. Let me explain something to you. Regardless of regardless of win or loss, when you talk about rivalry, regardless of win and loss, a rivalry is a rivalry. It will always be a rivalry. And Bears Packers will always be the longest standing rivalry in the NFL, regardless of how anyone on this show feels about it. And regardless of how many that. times the Packers win in a row or how many times the Bears lose in a row. It is still a rivalry and one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. And I, and I want to see again. And their games uh, again. When you're looking at rivalry, you guys want to look at success and say success means the rivalry. 
I'm looking at success equates a better rivalry. No, it doesn't. Yes. Why do you think the Patriots and Colts was such a great rivalry as well? Gary, look at the word rivalry. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How are the Steelers and Cowboys rivals? Let me ask you a question, K Star. So, success makes a better. So, if the Steelers were over and you were playing the Ravens, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. I still care if it wouldn't be as big of a deal to that the rest of the NFL. it wouldn't well, be a big of a deal. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about you as a fan. You wouldn't want that game just as bad, maybe even more so. Of course, I'd want it bad. Sitting up there saying, "Oh, we have a chance to get our first win against the Ravens. Let's go out here and do this." Even though the game means nothing to anybody, wouldn't you still? Wouldn't you even be more hungry to go out there and get this game? It's of course, I still want it, but I wouldn't. Yeah, you're saying it's no factor. Not. I think it's totally a factor in terms of relevance across the NFL globe. I think the big the bigger picture here is the fan bases of the teams, and who's frankly who's gonna turn on the TV and watch the game? If only people that are watching the game is your fans and their fans, it ain't a rivalry. It ain't. It's just between you two teams. It's because those are the watch the O fourteen Steelers and the O fourteen Ravens though. So you're making my point. Yeah, but but but. You're, you're jumping Everyone around. Will watch 4 and 14 Cowboys in the all 14 Ravens. No! That's my point. No! That game will still be a top-rated game in no, the NFL. No, no one's watching That's that. my point. No. The Cowboys no. haven't won a Super Bowl in 20 years, and they're still the but top mean, Oh, my. You're, you're equating popularity to, to how it's measured, right? So, but here's the thing. People want to see good teams play. That's why on Sunday Night Football, there's the good teams. And that's why the Patriots and the Colts were a great rivalry, because they had great quarterbacks. That's how they became a rivalry, because of competition and how good they were. I agree. Patriots and the Colts were a great rivalry because of Manning and because of Brady. Absolutely. And where's that rivalry today? It's dead. It's still a rivalry. I live here. So so it's funny. It's it's not even a rivalry anymore. So it's funny. It's it's definitely a rivalry here. It's definitely yeah. a rivalry here. So basically, it was, it was definitely on Sunday Night Football. That game was definitely on Sunday Night Football. The Patriots and the Colts yeah. were, and it was a huge draw. Yes. So it's so not a rivalry. Funny enough, yeah. based, on trains, not, logic, based on trains logic, based on trains logic, since we're talking about longevity, even though a team is terrible, it's about longevity. Cleveland and, Cleveland and Pittsburgh have the best rivalry in football then since 1950, one of the longest. If we're going to go by that logic, Brown-Steelers rivalry, 127 well, except, meetings. Except, except the problem with that, the problem the other side of that is, because what no, I that's said train's is, logic. And, well, <laughs> yeah, but no one's going to watch that game. That's the other problem with that. Okay. People will watch the Ravens and the Steelers, so I'll give you that. People will watch that game. I, I, I will give you that. And people are going to watch the Bears and the Packers. And, and again... Cowboys Redskins, everybody's gonna watch that game. The two, the, the, those teams hate each other. It's a bloodbath when they play, you know. But anywho, all right, we've been on this long enough. We gotta roll, get some rankings in, make some picks, and get on out of here. Bryce, it's always a pleasure. Always great talking to y'all, man. It's a lot of fun. All right, man. Till next week. All Take right. care. Adios, amigo. See you, bro. All right. I, I still think he's a doppelganger. I think I think I think you guys are some at first kid star. I'm just saying I I do. I do. Um but man, he, he come he come out he come out with some stuff, man. He I you know every uh, week, I promise you. He has man, something different. He, 
you, you know what? You know what? Oh, it, it's good because it takes the heat off the case stuff. I'm too busy looking good over here because, by the way, last last episode you guys were, were talking about when you were actually arguing with Bryce about the whole D'Angelo Williams thing. You guys were referencing how, oh, K-Star is too quick to say this and that. He was saying Le'Veon Bell was the best running back. He was saying Cam Newton was this. And it was like the example you were bringing up at the time proved out to be true because Le'Veon Bell, I was just saying it before everyone else was saying it. That's all. <sighs> just found that to be funny. Wow. All right. Well, no, I, 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 yeah. Well, Le'Veon Bell turned out to be the truth. I still, I still don't know if I'd take him over Adrian Peterson right now, but he turned out to be the truth. Okay, that's a good one. Um, Cam Newton's had some pretty pedestrian years up until this year, so let's see. You know, I, you know, um, let's see. And, and this year ain't over yet, so let's see. Um, but uh, up to this point, yes, this year Cam Newton's playing very, very well. He is starting to get my attention for the MVP discussion. Problem is right now it's Tom Brady to lose. I mean, that's, that's yeah, it. It's I Tom agree Brady. With that. It's Tom Brady. I agree with that. All right, let's get into some power rankings. What do you guys got? Um, JB, who you got? Power rankings. All right, power rankings. Let's go. I've got number five, the Vikings. I've got at number four. I think number four, I'm actually going to go with um, the Cardinals at number four. Number or excuse me, not the Cardinals. The Bengals at number four, Cardinals at number three, and then number two the Panthers, and then at first still the Pats. All right, hold on, because I wrote it. I'm writing here because I don't have my computer, so I have to change this. Hold on. Okay. All right, K Star Power Rankings. Who you got? <clears throat> All right. Um, at number five, I have Denver. Um, at number four. I have the Bengals at number three. I have the Cardinals, number two, Panthers, number one, New England. Okay. Dr. Train. Uh, Broncos at five, Cardinals at four, Bengals at three, uh, Panthers, and, of course, the Patriots. All right, very interesting. I've got the Cardinals at five. I went back and forth between them and the Vikings, but um, I, I went with the Cardinals, even though I don't believe in them. I still went with the Cardinals at five. Broncos at four. Um, Bengals at three. Um, Panthers and then the Patriots. So, all right, so hold on here now, because this one, this one here is a little more confusing than normal. Um all right, that part is easy. That part is easy. Um, okay, hold on here. Uh, okay, gotcha. You got the neck, and then these guys, and then last. Okay, okay. Um, yep, okay, got it. All right, so here are the official TMV rankings. For this week, at number five are the Denver Broncos, at number four the Arizona Cardinals, at number three the Cincinnati Bungles, <laughs> at number two Carolina Panthers, and at number one the New England uh, Patriots. All right. Um, last topic before we get to the picks, uh, I did want to touch on Peyton Manning. I made reference to it. Uh, I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on it. Um, I, I think it, it's 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 um, briefly. I'm just going to say. Um, I hope I hope his foot heals and he can come back and lead 
the league on a better showing than that. Um, I, 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 it would be sad if for some reason he just, he can't come back. I, I don't think he should play anymore after this season. I think it's pretty clear that his best is behind him. And um, if he can muster up, you know, enough to get through this season and maybe, you know, get healthy and maybe help to make a, make a Super Bowl run. We've seen flashes of greatness from him this year, so there's still something left in the tank. I don't think he should play after this year. I'm just praying for him because he, he, he has been such an ambassador to the league. He has been such, uh, um, a, you know, just a credit to his family and to the NFL. I would hate for that to have been the last game we ever see of Peyton Manning. I want him to come back again and play well um, before he retires. So that's really my only comments. I don't know. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Agreed. Yeah, I nothing to ask you. Okay. This reminds me of how Brett went out and it wasn't a good way to see it. You ever want to see a legend go out that way? No, you you don't. You don't. And um you know, I give credit, you know, like I said, I mean, you ever wanna see how to how to do a post game interview, do you watch you watch Peyton Manning. He doesn't duck any questions. He answers them all. He's a perfect, you know, uh, good sport about everything, a perfect gentleman. And, um, you know, I just, I, you know, I just hope that that's not the, the last we see. All right. Um, let's get to some picks here. Um, you know, there were some surprises this week. Detroit beat, you know, I guess maybe we shouldn't just say does anybody, you know, but Detroit beat Green Bay. We didn't see that coming. Um you know, Houston beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Um, didn't see that coming. Um, actually, you know, now are in first place. Um, so, you know, uh, they, you know, there are upsets in the NFL. But um, that said, let's 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 get through these games. Um, I'll just run. We're gonna we're gonna hit them all, and then we'll get out of here. So, uh, just remember, guys, to go on pick up site and make your picks. This is the unofficial picks, but go ahead and make your official picks. And next week, you know, I'll be back up with computer and we'll go through all the points and stuff. Um, first game of the week. Uh, I guess there's no Thursday night game this week. Is there no Thursday night game this week? It of course there is. Jaguars, Titans. Oh, there it is. They didn't have. Oh, okay. I see how they're doing it on the app. Okay. Yeah, they do. Okay. I apologize. Um, I, I'm using NFL Mobile on my phone, and they have the Dallas game listed first because I set them as my favorite team. So they have their game listed first. So I was like, oh, no Thursday night game? Okay. So Tennessee at Jack uh, K-Star, who you got? Uh, man, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, I like their offense a little better. I don't think that Tennessee has much to offer, except for they do play pretty good defense, but mm, I'm, I'm going to go with Jacksonville slightly. Okay. Train. Man, I don't know who the hell to pick, man. I'm just going to pick tight, dude. Maybe. And we don't have a reason. Yeah, I'm going Jacksonville also. I like the offense and what they're trying to do. Going with them. All right. I'm going to go with the Titans just so we could have two and two because uh, it's one of those I don't really know games and, frankly, don't really care. So I'll go with the Titans so we could have two and two. All right. Um, Denver at Chicago. Denver minus Peyton Manning. Brock Osweiler will be starting. So no Peyton Manning at Chicago. Dr. Train. So, I'm not in the convention business, but um, 
without Peyton Manning, I don't know, almost like a gift, but he is he is not healthy. Osweiler only bothers me a little bit, but I like the fact that John Fox and his coaching staff is now the coaching staff of Chicago. So what we don't have in film, we have in inside knowledge because you have no film on Osweiler. You rarely see him play. So, But at least we have the coaches that used to coach him. We're at home. Um, I like my team. Um, K-Star. Does anyone know? Uh, Keith Khalid's back, right? Another one one-game suspension? Yeah, it was a one-game suspension. He's back. Okay. I don't know um, if DeMarcus Ware is playing. That's a big one. Damn it. Yeah. Um, damn. Well, I don't want to hedge. Uh, I, I think that Denver pulls us off, and only because while they may have the intel on how he was in practice, that was under um, Gase's system and not the Kubiak offense. So... I think that maybe because, again, there's no film that, that Osweiler plays decent because, you know, no one's really seen anything on him in that offense. And that it's just a different what you, we've been seeing on film from the uh, Broncos all year offensively. And maybe it sparks them uh, in that regard a little bit. And that defense is still elite. And I know they need to – I'm sure they, they feel pretty bad about their last game. And so I expect them to have a close game at uh, Chicago. But I think Denver uh, barely pulls this one off. The voice of reason, who will be uh, coming back home soon for Turkey Day. Yeah, buddy. JV, who you got? Denver at Chicago. Who you got? It's better. Bleb it. Uh, this one, I'm going to go with Chicago. Uh, they, they've been looking like a, a, a rejuvenated team. Even though Denver's got that uh, that defense, I, I still feel good about what they're doing with, with Jay Cutler, how he's managing the game and, and cutting down on turnovers. Langford's doing a great job being a Forte 2.0, as we said in, in the past couple of weeks. I'm going to take Chicago. Yeah, I mean, this game really points to Chicago. You you have Denver's old coach. So as Train said, you, 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 you're going to get some level of information um, from John Fox, Chicago's at home. Um, you know, they're playing better, so it's kind of like Chicago's surging in one direction. And, um, you know, Denver, you know, with the with the Peyton Manning situation just didn't look really good last week at all. Um, and now with Peyton out and this guy coming in, he's kind of an unknown. I, I, you know, I, I'm feeling like Chicago's going to pull this one out, man. I I never thought I would, you know, when we looked at this game a few weeks ago, this was a Denver win all the way. But now it just looks like Chicago just – I said I would have picked Denver a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right now – Oh, we know we know home. you would do that type of thing. That's because I keep it real. Oh, he fired that shot at you, at you train. I got to give K-Star that point right there, man. Got to give K-Star that point. He fired it. Um, but I'm going to go with Chicago. Um Good, 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 should be a good game, though. I'm going to go with Chicago. I got, I got, and, you know, I got to, before you say, before you say next team, I got to really ask this, brother. So, so really, K-Star, you going to say take an Osweiler-led Denver team over Chicago with the way they've been playing? Like, seriously? That's yeah, what you're going with? I, I really think it's going to be like the element of surprise type thing. I, mean, I really don't think it's, like, necessarily that that Osweiler, even if he plays well, is going to be a long-term good, who knows? But I think it's, like, one of those things it's where – it's tough to know what to expect. Well, we don't know what that means. I mean, you say it's Osweiler. What? How do we even know who, who he Osweiler, is? It's Osweiler, dog. Like, it's Osweiler. I'm, I'm just so you can still get registered to you. It's Osweiler. All right. Well, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? I think what Trey's saying is like this guy hasn't done anything. 
he hasn't done anything in the league. We don't even know the guy, and you're picking him to beat the Bears at home. I think yeah. that's kind of where yeah. he's at. He's an bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you know what? Like there's, there's a huge X factor, and that's the fact that Denver doesn't have any resemblance of a running game. If they had something like that to take the pressure off of Osweiler combined with that defense, then Gee. I would probably give a nod to Denver. But without that, I, I give it a struggle. Wait, wait, though, it's Osweiler. Like, so then, in Christy, you know, all right, you can go. I mean, you better hope the Bears win. You better hope the Bears win. Osweiler does not play well. Save this clip. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Trey might be the next the next clip. This, might, this um, sounds a lot like Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, 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 and the situation is very simple that um, Denver, you know, they're putting a the backup quarterback in. And I feel like after seven games of backups and losing every single game, I just I can't believe in any backup, you know, at, at all. I really can't. But we know that K-Star – has a history of, of believing in backups. We, we know this. All right. Obviously, Steve's going to win this game. They're on defense, uh, total yards and scoring, playing most, one of the most anemic offenses in all of football. Um, the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than what it was uh, against San Francisco, which is definitely uh, good news. But uh, while we lost Mendenhall, Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point. Uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against number one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Palomalo, James Harris, Lamar Woolsey, the coming for you, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist because it's history all over again. He's going for the backup again. Let's see what happens. Um, speaking of backups, let's go to the Dallas Miami game and the return. Of Tony Romo. JB, who you got? Dallas, JB. Dallas, this is the one that gets them over the hump. Like I said, you have to start somewhere. Why not now? Seven one game winning streaks. Start with the first one. K Star, who you got? Well, um, I'm going to go with Dallas. I don't think that. Miami's very good. I really don't think that they should have won against Philly. Uh, I know they like to turn the ball over a little bit, and I think that McFadden and they, and they also aren't very good against the run, and I think McFadden has actually a pretty big game because Mr. Tony Romo is back, and they have to respect the Des Bryant threat in the passing game, and they're not going to be able to cheat up on the, on him in the box. So I like the Cowboys to get the red win. Okay. Dr. Train. How about them Cowboys? Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, you know that 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 pretty much that pretty much says it all. You know, but just in case. Okay. How come it didn't play? Let's try that again. Okay. Not a good sign. All right. Damn, man. You know. Not a good you know? sign for Dallas. <laughs> Not a good sign. I know. I I hit the thing and it didn't play. That's, you know, that's some that's, that's some that's some booze right there. Um, oh, okay. It delayed. It delayed. It delayed. Okay. You know. Well, here's one for here's one for you guys. You like that? You like that? Okay. Here we go. Um. 
clearly I'm going for the Cowboys, and I just want to warn everybody that Romo may start off a little slow. He hasn't played in two months. He's got to get game ready. He's got to get ready for the speed of the game. Um, and I want to warn Tony not to try to win seven games in one drive, okay? One play, one drive at a time. And um, But I, I expect Dallas to win this game. I, I feel very comfortable in that prediction for the first time in uh, two months. All right, moving along. Oakland at Detroit. Detroit pulled the upset over Green Bay, in Green Bay, and now they're home against Oakland. Uh, K-Star, who you got? Oakland, uh, coming off a tough loss. Neither team, or I'm sorry, uh, Detroit can't run the ball um, and or nor defend the pass. I know they did a good job against Rodgers, but I think that the Oakland receivers are much better than what uh, Green Bay's receivers have to offer. So I like uh, Oakland to repent themselves and get their vengeance and make up for how they played last week. Okay. Train? I think I like Oakland in this one. I thought I don't have anything against Detroit, you know. It's just a division opponent, but I'm going to try, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try Oakland one more week. Okay. JB? Yeah, I'm going Oakland also. Um, Lions coming off of a big win. May have a letdown with this one coming up. Oakland seeing that the uh, – the Raiders, not the, not the Raiders, excuse me, seeing that the Broncos are struggling a little bit, even though they're still three games back. You see blood in the water as a shark, you go for it. So I'm going with Oakland. Yeah, Oakland is an easy one. Indianapolis at Atlanta. Um, I'll go first. Um, luck is out. I'm going with Atlanta. Um, well, let me let me, let me me try this. Does anybody give Indianapolis a chance, especially without luck playing? I know I know Hasselbeck has had a couple of wins, but anybody going for Indy? No. Okay. Oh, they have a chance in there. Yeah, I think Hasselbeck will play well, but I, I don't think it'll be enough. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Jets at the surprising Texans. I, I, I felt like they had a chance to do something. They started off slow, and I they, they, I didn't think they were going to rebound, but now they're looking like they're playing a little football. Um, so the Jets at Houston, it's a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. Uh, JB, who you got? Um, kind of the same situation that the Lions had. I'm, I'm going to take the Jets in this one, but Houston coming down, back down to earth. I think the Jets have what it takes, even with Fitzpatrick out. Uh, I'm still going to go with them. Okay. Um. Uh, Dr. Train. No, he. I think Houston played a pretty good game against the Bengals. They they caught them. You know what I'm saying? Might have been one of those trap games for Cincinnati. Uh, but I am definitely not about to. Even though Houston's defense is nice, led by Romeo Cornell, I'm not about to put my faith in those T.J. Yates or even Brian Hoyer at this moment. So, uh, Jets. K-Star. Yeah, I'm also going with the Jets. That. Yeah, TJ Yelt, or I'm sorry, um, what's the QB's name? Uh, Yates. What's TJ the back Yates. 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 I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, I know it's really young and early in his career, but from what I've seen, he's been really hit or miss in the two games that he has played, and I think the Jets defense is a team in which he misses against. Uh, I'll be the voice of dissension. I'm going to go with Houston. I think this win is going to give them some more confidence, and, um, I think they have the best player on the field in J.J. Watt. So, um, 
I'm going with Houston. All right. Tampa Bay at Philly. JB. Bradford's out. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah he's out. I, I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one, uh, reluctantly, because my, my minor fan go Tampa, but uh, it, Tampa just seems to be a little too rattled for me. One, one week they look pretty good, next week not so much. Not to say that the Eagles aren't the same, but the fight for futility. I'm going to go with the Eagles in a close one. Okay. Train? Um, is this Sanchez in the Eagles team? Yep, Sanchez, yes. He'll be starting on Monday, Sunday. Tampa Bay. <laughs> K-Star. <laughs> oh, man. Um... I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Philly. Philly? I don't forget about right. it. Yeah, it's a toss-up. Um, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay is not very good, but the Eagles, I I don't – I I think um, – yeah, I, I'm going with Tampa Bay. I don't even want to get into why. I'm just going with Tampa Bay. And the Eagles don't play well at home all the time. Let me just note that. I've seen this from them. They don't play well Dude, at home Sanchez. all the time. It's the butt and of the quarterback. Yeah, Sanchez. And he and he looked terrible last week when he came in. He looked terrible. I'm surprised he even still has a job in this league. Although I'm actually not surprised because based on what happened in Dallas, you can't. there aren't many good backups. There really aren't. So, um. Uh, Washington at Carolina. Does anybody give the Redskins a chance? I know the Redskins had a big win against the Saints. Uh, Rob Ryan was fired, in case anyone didn't hear that. He's gone. The Saints defensive coordinator. About time. That's what I just, I'm agreeing with. I'm saying about time. Should have been gone a long time ago. Guy has never been a defensive coordinator on a team that did better than 8-8 eight eight in his career. So, anyway. Um, Redskins had a big win. Cousins looks really good, but the Saints defense is terrible. Um, anybody giving the Redskins a chance here? Or anyone going to pick them? I should take it if they have a chance. Anybody picking them? Let's move on. Carolina all the way around. I want Carolina to win for two reasons. One, obviously I want them to bury the Redskins. Secondly, I want them to come to Dallas undefeated. Because I like our chances if they come to Dallas undefeated. I think that pressure is going to help Dallas in that game. So that's just a side note. All right, St. Louis at Baltimore. K-Star. Man, the Ravens got screwed up a win, by the way. I don't think we can talk that. Um, the NFL literally had to apologize to the Ravens because there was a – I think there was supposed to be like a 10-second runoff at the end of the game for the Jaguars yeah, was, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. brutal. Yeah, it was an offensive brutal. penalty that um, they missed. Yeah. That said, I want to go – uh, with St. Louis because, I mean, they just have to be emotionally shot. They just came out the bye. They played well. They still found a way to lose and it wasn't even their fault. And they had just such a rash of injuries. Uh, I think St. Louis is pretty ticked off with how they played last week. I expect their defense played well, and I think that the Rams won the game. Just just as a note, Nick Foles is, is not playing. Casey Keenum is starting. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, J.B.? Yeah, and, and that's part of the reason why I'm going with the Ravens. Chase King is getting back up for probably his entire career. He's getting a start here and there, but 
The Ravens, even though they're two and seven, it's, it's still a dangerous two and seven. So I'm going to take the Ravens. Train. You know, I do understand you are what your record says you are. All right, final result does matter. Um, but at the same thing, at the same time, every team that face each other is a different matchup. And uh, Nick Foles is horrible. I don't expect Casey Keenan to be all that great. All they got is Todd Gurley and a front four. Outside of that, uh, Ravens being at home, I give it. I, I have to go with the Ravens on this. Well, the Ravens have great. What was your question? I so said, what, what do the Ravens have, though, these days? Well, here's, here's the understanding that, that uh, since I did actually get a chance to watch St. Louis in the game, when you stop Todd Gurley, you stop St. Louis. It's yeah. really just simple. They, it really is just as simple. He's it. He's a guy. To T's point about quarterback and coach, um, Blacko, Harbaugh, and Fisher, and, and Keenum, I, I like I like the Ravens' chances on that one. Agreed, Ravens. All right, Kansas City making a little surge against San Diego. Start with JB. Is it San Diego's time to make their little late season run? Who you got? I, I think it is. I mean, it's probably too little, too late because there's a couple of games throughout the course of the season that should have gone their way. But like Train says, your record is who you truly are. But uh, I'm going to take the charge in this one, playing at home, and it's a rivalry game. Okay. Chargers at home. Uh, Dr. Train. Man, um, I am going to go with – I'm going to go – oof, gosh, I hate going against Chargers. <laughs> I watch them play. Kansas City. So we got one San Diego, one Kansas City. Um uh 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 K Star. Yeah, I, I definitely Kansas City. San Diego just de- depleted and not very good in my opinion. All right, Kansas City's in one San Diego. Um I'm gonna go with San Diego, make it two for two. Um I I I, I don't believe in either team at this point but I do think Jay makes a valid point. For some reason, San Diego late in the season always makes it interesting. For some reason, they, they get their motor started late in the season and always make a little surge, so maybe this is their time to do that. Um, interesting game. I'm going to start with Dr. Train on this one. Green Bay at Minnesota, first place on the line. Who you got, Dr. Train? Wow, man, this is this is going to be an interesting game to watch and one that I will be sure I am in front of the TV. Uh, I got love NFL Sunday ticket. Um, you know, um, I'm going to pick the Packers, but I'm also going to kind of pull for the Packers. I need them to go and get that W before we see them. I don't want to take too many losses in a row. Plus, I don't need Minnesota to pull no more than how many games they already are here, so... Packers. All right. Packers. Uh, JV? Yeah, I think Packers also. I think it's going to be the week that uh, Riders gets out of the funk. Um, it's going to be a tough one, let me tell you, because I, I think Minnesota's for real. That's why I had them at number five. I just think that as 
Aaron's due for a good one, so I'm going with the Packers. Okay. K-Star. Train, you, you squandered the greatest opportunity you had to revisit that point you made several weeks ago, and that was that Green Bay is not good against the run. And who are they about to play? Adrian Peterson. I'm going with Minnesota because you are right. <laughs> but you're not right today. Okay. Well, I'm going to enjoy this game, too, because it's the only game on TV locally here at 4 o'clock, Packers and the Vikings. And I don't have NFL tickets, but I'll still be watching it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah I, you know, this is the game where Minnesota shows whether they're for real or not. And this is the game where Aaron Rodgers shows whether, you know, the Packers are going to be relevant or not. I mean, there's a lot on the line with both teams in this game. And I could just hear Aaron Rodgers from last year telling everybody to relax. And then he went and led the team to the NFC Championship game. Um, Somewhere, somehow, I think um, I I want the Vikings to win um, because, we are going to be playing the Packers, and the more beat down they are, the better. But that said, I'm going to pick the Packers. I just can't see, I mean, Aaron Rodgers going down four games in a row. And I'm saying Aaron Rodgers because he's that damn good. I I just can't see it. I can't see it. I, I hear you, K-Star. Packers against the run are playing Adrian Peterson. But this is the kind of game that I think, I think Aaron Rodgers shows why he's, you know, a perennial MVP candidate. So, um, he ain't got a lot to work with, but let's see. Let's see. Let's see what he's got. I'm going with the Packers. All right. Uh, a game that used to be, you want to talk about a hard-hitting rivalry game, San Francisco at Seattle. Man, that used to be a game that, you know, that'd be the game of the week. Um, not so much this year, but in the past. Um, JB, who you got? San Francisco at Seattle. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. It used to be a game of the week. Now it's just a game this week. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle. <laughs> In this one, um, I think they're going to be angry. They're going to come out. They're playing a home tough man, even though uh, they, they had their struggles last week. They are playing the 49ers, a, a team that just shows their former self when they're on the hard ball. I expect, uh, I expect Russell Wilson in the game to, to be much better. I also expect Graham to play better, too. So I'll take Seattle. Okay. Seattle. K-Star. Yeah, um, definitely going to Seattle. God, Blaine Gabbert visiting Seattle Seahawks. That sounds like his funeral just here on Sunday. Jeez. Okay. Train? I don't even understand. Still can't wrap my mind how the Atlanta Falcons lost against a Blaine Gabbert-led offense by the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, damn if I pick Blaine Gabbert against the Seahawks. Like, really? <laughs> No. Okay. Unanimous. I probably should have destroyed a game a game that I said anybody picking San Francisco. Cause, but okay, we're unanimous. Seattle. Uh, it's one worth asking because you see how the team, the two teams have been this year. Seattle hasn't been very consistent at all, so you never know. And plus, right. to, to Trudy's point, yeah, they they did go in and, and beat the Falcons playing at home, so you never know. I think it was worth asking. All right. Blame <laughs> Sunday night football. They got some good games on TV this weekend, I got to tell you. Sunday night football, Cincinnati at Arizona. Let's start with K-Star. Like, I know who K-Star is going to pick. Go ahead, K-Star. Definitely going with Arizona. 
Um, this is Carson Palmer's revenge game on a national spotlight. And since he's traveling to Arizona, yeah. Yeah, uh, I definitely like Arizona to pull this one. Okay. Train? God, this is such a hard game to pick. I really like both these teams. I mean, they got dual threats at running back. They got talent at the wide receiver. They both got defenses that play hard. Y'all might have to use your your analogy. Head coach and quarterback. Ugh. I'm going to have to ride with the home team, man. I hate to get some things. But uh, hard to see them losing two in a row, but this is a tough game. So I'm going to take the Cardinals at home. Okay. JV. Yeah, I am too. And it's not because of the Bengals the way they looked last night. I, I just I like how the Cardinals are playing. Uh, Palmer in there, he's, he's still playing lights out. As long as he's healthy, Cardinals always have a chance. So I'm going with Arizona. I will be the voice of dissension. Um, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think that um, I think that that um, I think that offense is going to be. I mean, both teams got a pretty strong offense, but just something tells me that while I I I have to listen to K Star's point about Carson Palmer because I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, I think both of these guys have pretty close to the same number of wins as the starting quarterback of Cincinnati. I think Dalton's pretty much caught up to Carson. They're right around 48, 47, 48 wins, both of them. One may have one or two more, but it's pretty close. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely going to be that fact of it. And if anything that would make me choose Arizona, it would be that determination. But I, I, I like – Cincinnati in this one. I just there's something tells me they're gonna they're gonna come out focused in this game. They're gonna regain whatever focus they lost um last night. So I'm going with Cincinnati. And um quick question yeah, train and quick 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 question for train and the uh, for JB. Uh you guys had you guys had the bang or the Cardinals ahead of the Bengals, right? In the power rankings. I had the Bengals ahead of the Cardinals. And you're going with the Cardinals in this game? But just because I had them ahead of the power rankings doesn't mean I won't pick them on the power rankings. I always go with record first, regardless. That's just mm-hmm. that's just me. But if Bengals are at home, I probably pick the Bengals. But going with the home, sure. team, it's a really tough sure. game to pick between two teams. It just is. That I don't no, it is. And actually, I'm not really asking me to be because earlier I was thinking about it and I was like, well. I mean, it's kind of like how, I mean, I, for me, I was just like, well, I ranked it this way. And and also the home factor in the Carson Palmer narrative. So I was going to miss that went into the thinking at all. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a, good, that, that's a good point. The Carson Palmer factor is a good point. Um, but I, I, I think last night was the exception to the rule. I think Cincinnati's going to play some more good football this year. Well, we don't know about the off postseason because they tend to fold in the postseason. But um, I think they're going to play some more good football. Um, all right. Um, so everyone has Arizona and I've got Cincinnati. Um, last game, Monday night football. Um, should be a spectacle. Buffalo, Rex Ryan, 
at New England. Bill Belichick. Uh, K-Star, who you got? Four out great games this Sunday and Monday this weekend. Um, that's for sure. And with that said, I'm going to go with New England. Home and, you know, there's just it's New England. They just find ways to win, man. Uh, can't wait for the game. I think it's going to be really slow scoring. I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. And I think it'll be very close. But New England finds a way to win. Okay. JB? Yeah. You know, this this one, I, I, I'm going to pick New England. I, originally, I was picking Buffalo because New England's got so many injuries. Uh, that Julian Edelman injury is going to be a lot bigger than folks can even imagine. But then again, they are playing at home where it's almost like um, the 12th man in Seattle. It's almost like Lambeau with Green Bay. It's probably even bigger than both of those. And you still have Tom Brady. So I'm going to go with New England. Train. Now I'm going to roll the dice and gamble on this one, bro. I'm going to take Buffalo. I think they got a chance to take advantage of those injuries. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. I don't think that's as big of a gamble as one would think with the Patriots being undefeated. Deion Lewis gone for the year. Edelman, they're saying six to eight weeks. Um, Sounds like gone for the year to me, but they're saying six to eight weeks. Um, you know, Amendola is not Edelman. <laughs> you know, Amendola is is, is is decent. He's a decent slot receiver, but he's not Edelman. You know, I've had, we had him in Dallas. He, we, we, you know, we were his first team, and he's been around the league a little bit. He went to, you know, the Rams, and he's, he's, he's found a little bit of a home there with Tom Brady. But everyone finds a home with Tom Brady because he's that good. Um, but he ain't Edelman. He ain't going to get you 100 catches in a year. He's just not. That's not his, that's, you know. So, and then Deion Lewis again. So, I, I train, I, I, I'm close to going with Buffalo myself. But Tom Brady yeah. is just so doggone good, man, I just can't go against yeah. him at home. Um, if it was in Buffalo, I think I'd pick Buffalo. Yep. But I can't go against Brady at home, man. He, you know, everyone's saying he's on a mission because of the flake gate. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's on a mission because he has a chance to be the first quarterback to win five Super Bowls. You know, I think that would be more of a mission to deflate gate. You know, I can do something that's never been done before, win five Super Bowls as a starting quarterback. Never been done before. Um, so, we'll see. But, I, yeah, I got I to gotta go with the Patriots. But, hey, Train, that's a good pick, man. That's, 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 yeah. that's, 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 that's a gutsy pick, man. I ain't mad at you for that one. Uh, All right. This could be a game that's similar to what we saw this past week between the Giants and Patriots. Don't be surprised. Could be. Could be. All right. Uh, we went long today, as, as as we've been doing pretty much every week. Uh, any final words? JB, final words. Final two words. Hey, woo! Got to say happy <laughs> birthday to Uncle Jacob, November Uncle 17th. Jacob. No doubt. Got to give him the, the big props. Missing you. Love you. And uh, obviously, can't wait to be home this weekend. All right. Um K-Star, any final words? Yes. This weekend, fellas, I don't know if any of you have been catching up with me on the FanDuel stuff, but uh, in that tournament that I'm in, I've made it to the Elite Eight in the $1 million bracket challenge with the other uh, original 64 winners of those qualifiers. And um, I am playing for $50,000, and that is a little daunting. Uh, 
survived last night, the AJ Green. I'm glad he did not have a good game um, because it was very close. And I had actually lost Julian Edelman, which almost cost me. But uh, yeah, so for everyone out there, um, there's the bracket. The bracket is posted online for, so people can follow it on FanDuel.com and NFL Bracket. Uh, looking forward to it. Very nervous, just like I've been past couple weeks. But T, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I uh, start with started Kirk Cousins and put him paired him with Jordan Reed, and uh, honestly, that was the difference, which is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. you like that? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, that 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 was good. Hold on, it's coming for you. It's coming for you. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. You like that? You like that? <laughs> there you go. You go. There you go. Hey, good luck, uh, Star. Go get it. Thank you. Yeah, good luck, Star. And, uh, you know, can I borrow a dollar if you win? That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> uh, Dr. Train, any final words? Uh, just say good luck, K-Star, man. I hope you definitely pull it out. Hey, if you put a link on Facebook and tag me, man, I'll follow it. Else, I probably won't find it. Um, <laughs> For sure. Other than that, man, just uh, – Looking to watch a competitive Bears team each and every week. Can't wait to Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. Well, before you guys go, there was one last quick piece of business that we have to do before we sign off. There's just one last final piece of business here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. And that would be to JB, the voice of reason. Birthday is this Thursday. Oh, I figured. You know, day after tomorrow, like, here, he ain't going to wait till next Tuesday because we done already passed it, so we might as well get him tonight. You know, I know he know I ain't going to forget. I just wait until the end of the show. He, he almost killed it. He was about to say birthday. I'm like, no, you can't do that. He's talking about our uncle, our, our late uncle Jacob. Hey, boo. But, uh, yeah, JB, happy birthday, bro. Appreciate Barely it, birthday, man. Appreciate happy it. birthday, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Looking now, forward to that. Hopefully too. the Cowboys bring you a win. That doesn't yeah, that'd be a minute. He'll be home. He'll be home for this game, which is a good thing. Maybe we can get together and see the game together. But, you know, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to put his business out there, but I think it's important to know this is a big one. Like, this isn't just a – this is a big one. This is, like, this is a monumental birthday. JB, would you like yeah, to share is. with your co-host and your fans out there what big one this is? Well, I certainly would like to. This will be the big four. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> 40 burger. Yeah, 40 nice. burger. Yeah, yes, 40 sir. ounce, baby. 40 ounce. Yes, sir. There you go. Yes, sir. That's St. Yeah. I's birthday. Cricket eye. There you go. So yeah, but on on a, on a serious note, man. Hey, happy birthday! I'm glad I, I'm glad you'll be here around your birthday. So that's good. We have to, we might have to slip out. You and I might have to slip out. You know what I'm saying? Might have to grab you from home and slip out. You know what I'm saying? You know how we do. You know. But um, yeah, 
You know, but uh, definitely a big happy birthday. I'm glad I'll be home. We're going to figure out how to co-host the show next week uh, since he'll be home. So we're going to do a little co-hosting like, you know, like we do. And, uh, hey, it's going to be great. Great week of football. Great birthday week. Bro's coming home. Thanksgiving's coming up. Everybody get ready. It's going to be it's going to, the football. Is just get, it's getting good now. It's getting good. I mean, you know, all of our teams are within three games of first place. Look at it that way. So it's getting exciting. So, anyway, we ran long. I want to thank everybody for calling. Thank Bryce for the call in, even though we give him a hard time. And, um, hey, let's get out of here. Everybody have a good week. Remember, Madden Voice, catch us next Tuesday, 9 o'clock, all feuds settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Whoops, wrong goodbye music. Let's try it again. (laughs) Here we go. All right, let's try it again. Goodbye, everybody.